Alright, here we go. Alright, hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I'm your host, Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch. And we are joined today by our co-hosts, our partners in crime, Barry. Hello, everyone. And Isaiah. What's up, what's up? What's up? Today's episode is on a pretty amazing sci-fi movie. Drumroll, please. I'm hitting my table. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Yes, the official title is Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, now, Edge of Tomorrow was released on June 2014. It was directed by Doug Lehman, who also directed The Firstborn Identity, and apparently Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The script was written by Jess Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and Christopher McQuarrie, and it stars Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt as the main protagonist. Uh, currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomato score of both 90%. For audience and critics. Uh, oh, wow. Yes, it's really high. Uh, this movie... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really high, uh-huh. dude. Movie is an adaptation of the light novel, All You Need is Kill, by Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Um, and here's a brief synopsis of the movie from Warner Bros. I'll try my best to read it. All right. The epic action of Edge of Tomorrow unfolds in the near future, in which an alien race has hit the Earth in an unrelenting assault. Unbeatable by any military unit in the world, Major William Cage, played by Tom Cruise, is an officer who has never seen a day of combat when he is unceremoniously dropped into what amounts to a suicide mission. Not Suicide Squad. (laughs) Killed within minutes, Cage now finds himself inexplicably thrown into a time loop, forcing him to live out the same brutal combat over and over, fighting and dying again and again. But with each battle, Cage becomes able to engage the adversaries with increasing skill, alongside Special Forces warrior Rita Vitrasky, played by Emily Blunt. And as Cage and Rita take the fight to the aliens, each repeated encounter gets them one step closer to defeating the enemy. There you have it. Now we're just going to jump into movie thoughts. Um, Barry, do you want to lead us off? Usually you're the most Uh, eloquent. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay, like... This is such... A lovely movie that was completely bombed in box offices. Oh, yeah. I bet it completely bombed. I bet I could guess why. But, like, visually, um, the visual vocabulary of this movie is absolutely wonderful. They make great use of visual comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. action sequences <laughs> are really good. Um this is probably one of my favorite Tom Cruise characters, and I'm really not a fan of Tom Cruise. Like, he actually has, like, an arc and motivation and stuff in this movie, which is amazing. <laughs> he doesn't have in, like, any of his other movies. What about and the, Top uh, Gun? Yeah, what I about mean, Top Gun, Tom Cruise? Whatever. Yeah. Legends, dude, legend. Vanilla Sky? <laughs> Wait. Vanilla Sky, Tom Cruise? <laughs> I mean, Vanilla Sky is kind of its own thing, but it, right, it's like right. it feels like this feels like a character rather than just Tom Cruise, like doing some like wish fulfillment movie. Um, yeah. It's like Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and and the the limited amount of like Tom Cruise like schmaltz that we get smeared across our faces is is acceptable. Like we get, we get the uh, the top, the legendary Tom Cruise motorcycle scene that's contractually obligated in every movie he will ever make. <laughs> yep. Um, we get mm-hmm. re- removing his helmet for no apparent reason. 
um, because he has to show his Tom Cruise face. Yep, yep. Um, and then it's just it's it's just a good movie. But he's just a, a great. He has a reason though. The helmet is distracting him, so he has to take it off. You know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. So I. I. <laughs> I. I. I, I mean the that is the set design and the costumes. Everything is just wonderful in this movie, and I would bet that the reason it panned is that the year before this, Oblivion came out, uh, which was like a yeah. kind of. It was terrible. I watched it in theaters. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Terrible. But it was. Oh wait, it was no. So... I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the other movie After Earth. Oblivion is pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it just it was just really mediocre, and I get, like I enjoyed it, but yeah. it's a movie that you feel like you might have wasted your time a little bit on. Um, also, including another Tom Cruise motorcycle scene, by the way. <clears throat> Always. Wait, was it a space Always. motorcycle or? Uh... Yeah, it was a space future motorcycle. Okay. That's right. <laughs> space future motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. Like whereas, like an ATV or like a small like motorized vehicle would make more sense in every way. Instead, he's driving a space future motorcycle, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and this movie looked like the trailers looked very visually similar to that movie, and people were like, "Is this a re-release?" <laughs> I didn't really like that Oblivion movie. And then it just the color scheme is so different, though. It is, Ob- but Oblivion's like all white. It's like all white, yeah, all white. Yeah, and the was so dark and grungy. Uh, was, yeah. the, the promotional stuff was all very similar, though. I yeah, like, the I watched the trailer. I, I played it on stream, oh. and the trailer doesn't do the movie justice. It looked bad. Like I wouldn't watch the movie based off of the trailer. It looks like a like a subpar. Like action sci-fi movie from the yeah. trailers, and like a B movie. Yeah, it didn't do the movie any favor favors in the box office. People were like, "What is this? I don't care." And it it, it ends up being one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. So that's mm. including all of all of the Mission Impossible movies, honestly. <laughs> and um, Top Gun. <laughs> and Top Gun. And Moon Squad. <laughs> Sky. And Jerry Maguire. Sky. Okay, oh, okay, so. Summary: I think it's just a great movie. Yeah. Um, a great movie that I recommend to anybody that enjoys humor, <laughs> that enjoys humor. <laughs> uh, sci-fi, that enjoys like well action. thought out action. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wish it, it's it's slightly worrying to me that they're making a sequel, but if they do. If they put the care into that movie that they clearly put into this movie, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I think it could be good. Okay. Isaiah, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I kind of watched this movie, I remember, on like a whim. Mm. Uh, I watched it me in too. Korea. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this film is freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was so taken aback because I I literally was bored one day. It was a rainy day in Korea, and I was like, oh, that seems like a fun movie. Or it's like, that seems like an interesting movie. And I just went to go watch it, knowing nothing about the film going in. And, yeah, I was just blown away by just what's crazy to me was when I was watching, like, uh, them doing, like, interviews and talking about the making of the film itself, like, 
they had to shoot a lot of those scenes, like maybe 20 to 50 times mm. to try and get the beats right from the actors. Because oh, this yeah. actor has to be in this exact position at this second for this scene. And you can't do the same shot every time because his expression changes. Like Tom Cruise is the actor that changes in between all these scenes. So all the side actors have to hit their marks perfectly. And that to me was like something I thought was so amazing because that in itself probably made filming like three times longer <laughs> just to be able to do that. And required yeah, I, so much more of the side characters as well. <laughs> I imagine they did it by filming everything in in blocks. Like every time they had a set had a set piece, they filmed everything sequentially, like for that set piece. Yeah, and then threw it together in the edit. But that's like that must it must have been so challenging from an acting standpoint. Yeah, <laughs> it gives me like infinitely more respect for all of the performances in this movie. Because that's like yeah. all the like the little nuances that you notice that they build up through the movie. Like when you think about it, you're like, man, they did this in the space of probably like 12 hours, <laughs> like in a day on a set. You're like, oh man, that's that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, Kansen has a good point. Just gonna throw in real quick. Uh, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith, Born Identity, and Azure Tomorrow have a female protagonist that goes along with the male main character. I didn't notice that, but yeah. Continue on, sorry. Oh, yeah, That's a good that point. Very true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, I think that this is one of Tom Cruise's best performances. Because mm-hmm. he's not... Yeah, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Even though I love Top Gun, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Even though it's kind of a trash movie, but I love it. <laughs> hey, it's one I of those movies that are, that are just good, you know what? <clears throat> Why do you why do you think my handle is Iceman? It's because it's <laughs> yeah. Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun. No one gets that. <laughs> uh, people are missing out. Uh, yeah, people are missing out on a cinematic jewel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, just the action set pieces as well. I feel like are yeah. so well done. And just later on when they've when uh, you see like Tom Cruise's character get much better at fighting, mm-hmm. and he's like mastered how to use the suit. You actually see him like zooming around, and all of that is wire work. I have that. Um, it's yeah. a combination of a couple. Of, they have they had a bunch of different rigs for this. Uh-huh. Um, they had a wire rig for when they were running. They had uh-huh. a different rig for when they're uh, like punching, and like every 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 bit has its own little rig and different build for the uh, armor to get to do what they needed to do, which is obviously pretty challenging. Yeah. My question is, what are the suits made out of? Uh, the suits it are can't be, can't be yeah. metal. It's way too heavy. It's actually right? uh, eighty-five pounds. That suit weighs eighty-five pounds, yeah. and if you add the weapons on, it's, it's like another the first Iron Man. Holy yeah, it's another <laughs> yeah, like a hundred pounds. That's oh. why they did the. That, that's why they did um, a lot of the wire rigging. Yeah, it's hard to move. Basically, it. can't move. Yeah. And like, yeah. uh, there's a quote where when Emily Blunt put on the, the armor suit for the first time, she was crying because it's, it's basically carrying so another heavy. person, right? <laughs> it's yeah, carrying it's like another running, person, yeah. Running while piggybacking someone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, mad respect, dude. And I think, um, Tom Cruise wow. went in and did a lot of research because he wanted the suits to be as real as possible and use as little, CGI as possible. So it, those dudes mm-hmm. look real because they 
pretty much a it's real for the most part. Right? Yes, mostly practical. It's almost a hundred percent practical. Yeah. The only wow. CGI bits I think are when they pull out the launchers. Even that might be that come out of the top of the suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably it's probably compositing. Yeah. Um, and there's probably a practical rig that is later composited with CGI. Mm-hmm. Man, Just I want to see uh, yeah. roads. Uh, in Iron Man when the big machine gun pops out the top. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like... The ex-wife. I'm just thinking of uh, The Last Jedi <laughs> when uh, R2-D... Not R2-D2. The, the robot sticks out. Like he just CGI. shoots coins at people. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, or yeah. like... Uh, oh man, this is Extended Universe. But R2-D2 shoots out a beer. It's like, give me a cold one. And then... Not R2-D2, but one of those units. Anyways, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I definitely agree with Barry in terms of like the sentiments of mm. like, this is a film that you can tell. There was so much love and care put into making this film. And mm. it's really, really unfortunate that it bombed at the box office. It bombed because, so it was, <laughs> because it was such a good movie. Yeah. And I was like, I remember watching, like, after, being like, oh, I wonder how this movie's doing. And it made no money. <laughs> it made no money. I was like, oh, damn. But I think it made a lot of money later on. It did. Yeah, it like, did, worldwide. It did kind of get a bit of a cult following. I, I wouldn't say a lot later. of mo- money. I think, I believe the number was $100 million. I can't I tell it, if it was U.S. back a lot yeah. in DVD and yeah. streaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because once people realize that, oh, this is... This movie. is a good movie, yeah. It's a fantastic um, movie. Which is why I'm kind of surprised that they're going for a second attempt, but I guess they're really banking on the fact that people did end up liking it later on. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't do well in the box office, so... Hopefully the second movie does well. Isn't there another movie that's, like, based on the Battle of Verdun? For Emily Blunt? I don't know. But it's not her... <clears throat> But if number two is about Emily Blunt at the Battle of Verdun, bro. <laughs> that would be awesome. But Tom Cruise is in the cast listing, so it might not be uh, I want it to be prequel. that news guy that shows up on the screen for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, it's just yeah. all Emily Blunt. <laughs> I'd be so down for that. <laughs> I'd be down for that, but too. But it's Tom Cruise, so probably not. <laughs> no, I yeah. don't think Tom Cruise is. Well, no, you know what? Yeah, Tom Cruise does whatever he does. With Actually, 100% yeah, hundred percent Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. You're right. Oh man, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, Tropic Thunder is it, it, that used to be my favorite Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, Tom, Tom Cruise. I didn't know it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, it's so good. So good. Well, I was watching. I was like, "Is that Tom Cruise?" And I didn't even think end, about I was it. Like, Wait. That is Tom Cruise. No, someone told me it was Tom Cruise, and I didn't believe them because I was like, "There's no way it's Tom Cruise, dude." There's dude, no it took way. like four scenes with him before I realized it was Tom Cruise. I didn't realize it at all. That's how good he was. This is like Robert so Downey Jr. I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> is that Robert Downey Jr.?" He's like, "It is." He's a dude playing a dude playing another dude. So, oh man, that movie is really wonderful. Yeah. We, should, we should maybe we should maybe go through that movie and. I'm so like down. down all the stuff they're making fun of. Traffic Thunder? Heck yeah. Okay. Traffic Thunder. What a, what a wonderful movie. Yeah. I heard that Tom Cruise based that character off yeah. of Harvey Weinstein. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting how things played out. 
<laughs> Which makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, it does, it does. Big yikes. Big yikes. Yeah, exactly. Yikers. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, man, what a guy. All right. Tom, yeah, bad times. Yeah. Quick, quick aside. It's amazing how many people like adopted outrage at that like black Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Yeah. And like, if you talk to like any black person, they're like, "Dude, that that shit was funny as hell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was and, yeah. just oh. oh man, uh, Jamie Foxx was talking about this because he made he made a movie. And he wanted Robert Downey Jr. to play um, a black guy. No, not a black guy. I think a Mexican guy. And then he's like, "I'm down for it." And then later he called back and was like, "Hey, is this gonna be okay?" Because you know everyone is always butthurt about all these things. And Jamie Fox was talking about like how there's no freedom to kind of you know it's just a movie <laughs> you know if if they were actually like racist in there you would they would make it with the intent of like you know harming another race or putting them down but it's just, just a movie that they're having fun with and people at least in the u.s i've noticed other countries don't care as much but mm-hmm. it's it's only really insulting when the role was written for somebody of a certain race <laughs> and then they cast like a white guy yeah, like I dragon agree. ball z i mean not dragon ball z dragon ball evolution <laughs> like Av- avatar, avatar. <laughs> like avatar the last airbender yeah uh, aloha <laughs> or like ghost in the shell ghost in the shell <laughs> oh please oh what, what was that movie great wall <laughs> Oh, with uh, Matt Damon. That is not Matt Damon's fault. They the, the the production company came to Matt Damon specifically for that role. They cast him specifically for that role. I like Matt Damon. And they came to him. It's not like he's like I'm oh. Matt Damon. I want to make a movie where I pretend to be Chinese. They're like I want to be a Chinese, Chinese media hero. <laughs> They're like, hey, we want you to be in our movie. He's like, hey, I like money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do I yeah. hear a lot of money? <laughs> Absolutely. Just, uh, <laughs> like, you can never yeah. blame the actors for these problems. It's all it's all the studio, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're an actor, you're not like, hey, I don't want to be paid money. <laughs> <laughs> I hate money. That's just, no one says that. terrible. That, that goes <clears throat> against my morals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't morally believe in money. You're right. Uh, I mean, we could we could go off forever yeah. about yeah. why why these um, studio decisions get made, or yeah, like why like... Scarlett Johansson gets cast as major motorcycle. I mean, box office draw is the main thing. Like the m- amount of people you can pull into the movie theater yeah, if you put that person. So I get it. Also, I'm not really that angry because if the movie's made for American audiences, uh, they prefer to see someone who's white in america so like it doesn't make sense to make like a a movie aimed at an asian crowd uh when they're the minorities so i totally get it and i'm not angry or or anything it's not, it just it's makes not sense just that, it's that there's no um yeah asian female with the box office jobs exactly exactly that too that's not that box, right box office yeah. right it's all about that that there's a reason why the Rock gets paid way more than other people because he pulls a lot of people into the theaters, you know? Yeah. There's a reason why yeah. some female actresses but don't get paid a I'm lot. I'm so happy yeah. that now that there's, like, so many exceptions to that. Yeah. With, like, like, with, like uh, Crazy Rich Asians. People crazy were Rich like, Asians. oh, this, this movie's not going to do well. Uh, but it got... Yeah. It did so well in the box office. <laughs> uh, always Be My Maybe. 
Uh, that came out recently. Yeah, like maybe like that came out recently. That's been hyped up everywhere. It's just okay. Yeah, it's just Reeves. okay. It's just okay. Keanu but, like, Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay, Keanu Reeves point. is like having like a renaissance. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. I'm yes. actually so happy. Keanu Sans. Keanu Sans. I was gonna make that joke, dude. Keanu Sans. <laughs> the Reeves <laughs> The Reeves Sans. Yeah. The Reaver sauce. That's pretty good. I like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, just, we just need theater audiences to convince these crusty ass movie executives that you can cast an actor. People. Yeah, yeah, you can cast an actor and not have them necessarily be like a triple A uh, actor and and make a good movie and people will see it. Yeah. Although. The opposite is true. You can cast an A-lister like Tom Cruise and make an excellent movie and nobody goes to see Oh. Wait, is this yeah. true? Keanu isn't a new Netflix original movie where it emulates me? Oh, yes, yes. All right. That is me. Always Human Maybe. Yes, we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's Always Human Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um... He's also yeah. in Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, I'm a hype for that game. Yes. Uh, before I was just like moderately hyped, but when I saw Keanu's in it, I'm like, I'm buying this day one. <laughs> you convinced me, Keanu. Just just with John with three of them. Don't pre-order it under any circumstances. Yeah, but just just buy it. Just buy it on they release. Want. Yeah. Just go buy it on release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, release in April twenty twenty. Entirely new computer to run that thing. My God. I mean, I'm just gonna play with like 10 frames per second, you know? I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's gonna cause actual flames to leap out of my box. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I actually start like a donation drive, a uh, new computer just to play Cyberpunk 27. It's gonna be like $4,000 and it's gonna be like the banner. Oh my god. Like the 2080 uh, yeah, 20, RTX. Yes. Ti is like seventeen hundred dollars. Wait, seventeen hundred? Okay, maybe six thousand budget. You know, if you buy like, <laughs> I can make an Apple joke, where the new T like monitor mount is two hundred dollars. It's just literally a metal. No, it's a thousand dollars. Oh, thousand dollars. Sorry, thousand dollar metal <laughs> monitor mount that costs like, you know, seventy dollars everywhere else. For Apple, it's a thousand dollars. That's not even including the adapter to put the monitor on. That's a separate two hundred. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. No joke. Twelve hundred dollars just to stick your monitor on a wall. What? Uh, the VESA mount for that monitor is something like uh, like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The yeah. VESA adapter. Yeah, which is that's disgusting. Awesome. It's also disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> I'm gonna cycle it back before we go. Yeah, it's, it's it was probably more insulting to me than the monitor mount. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Having having installed many monitors in my time, <clears throat> not having a proper Visa mount is just absolutely frustrating. It's infuriating to no end when you unbox a monitor and you're like, oh, I guess I'm not mounting this. We're gonna have to go <laughs> buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, I have to buy some retarded adapter for this to make it work on a regular ass VESA mount. <laughs> great, great design, guys. That's wonderful. It's Apple, you know. Just put some fucking tapped screws in the back. How hard is it? Just like drill your own uh, holes. You just drill through the monitor. <laughs> it's like, I mean, wait, what's the screws pointing that. out? Okay. I've literally yeah, had okay. to do that a couple times just because it would not mount. Mm. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to figure this out. Let's do some nut and bolts. Get it to attach to this mount. Here we go. Awesome. It's so dumb. 
Yeah, I get Shout it. Shout out to uh, everybody that puts a VESA standard on all their monitors. You're good people. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're gonna have to sell a body part. You're gonna have to sell an organ to afford an Apple computer. Maybe two organs, both your kidneys. <laughs> both kidneys. Both kidneys. One kidney's not enough. <laughs> Uh, going back here, uh, my thoughts on the that movie. Yeah. isn't enough. I yeah, it is. Look up the market rate for a kidney. Uh, what is the market rate? <laughs> and it's going to be less. <laughs> market rate for kidney. How much does a kidney cost? Yeah. <laughs> How much does it cost? Oh, they're about a million bucks. Okay. A million bucks? Right. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. One you know what? Hey, yeah, well, you got two kidneys. Oh, no, heart is a million. Kidney, kidneys are $262,000 each. All right. Oh, that's not too bad either. Yeah, so you, you can sell a kidney and we probably got, but get a couple of those monitors. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad going rate yeah. for a kidney. <laughs> you can afford to mount your monitor after you sell your kidney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, going back uh, to the movie, uh, I thought it was really funny. That's one thing that stuck out to me. Um how funny the movie was and it doesn't like project that it's going to be a comedy and it doesn't do it with the dialogue either I think Barry mentioned it's visually funny so the situations yeah. they're in is hilarious and like it happens when Rita has to he she's killing Kate she's just shooting him in the head without mercy to reset the loop and like she does it so many times she just resorts to it like on the fly he gets injured she's like I'm not gonna take a chance he just shoots him in the head and there's like a funny scene where he broke his leg he's just crawling away he's like wait a minute I can still feel my toes and then he just she's like oh for crying out loud and then she shoots him and then he wakes up and just like hitting the bag it's like god dang it this woman <laughs> you know like there's so many uh she would make a great Asian mother because, like, every time he's in a training montage where Cage is training with the, the drones, and he's just, like, an absolute mess, and she has this, like, look of incredible disappointment on her face. Uh, it's just, like, well acted. Like, every scene, it's, like, quick cuts to disappointment, him failing, disappointment, him failing. Exactly, dude. <laughs> own it. Disappointed. It's, like, you you disappoint me. Like it, my own son. <laughs> she was an Asian mom, but yeah. Uh, like also how well those, that movie is shot. It's, it's not like anything new or uh, special, but it's just, it's just clean. It does have shaky cam in some points, but like you can tell what's happening. You can follow the action. The mech, mech suits look amazing. They, and they put a lot of time and effort into designing it. It, it looks real because mm -hmm. it's all practical. It's really heavy. All the guns that are huge, they're real too. Um, in terms of like practical effects, right? It just it's not like a plastic gun or something. It's heavy. It's it's probably made out of some lightweight metal still to make it easier, but it's really heavy. I believe they said they were like a hundred pounds each or something, right? Yeah, something like yeah. that. They're like these massive monstrosities, and they had to build an entire wire rig just to let them stand. Exactly, right? <laughs> they came and moving it. And, it looks uh, good, yeah, but I actually, actually kind of disliked the the running animation. Oh, uh, yeah, the wire yeah. Rigs. They look mm -hmm. a little... It really takes you out of the moment. Like, they're clearly, like, the moment they start running in them, I'm like, okay, they're in a wire rig, and it takes you out of the movie a little bit. For it's me, they just look silly. You know, it's, it's, yeah. 
It's really inconsequential. Yeah, it is. Uh, not only that, um, uh, uh, second time watching it through, though, I noticed some things, and I wish they did it uh, a little bit different. Uh, we got someone else in here. What is up, not Kyle? Um, anyways, we're talking about uh, we got two people, Nolan Richardson. What is up? <laughs> we're not all Chinese, but yes, Ni Hao back. Uh, anyways, on Edge of Tomorrow, like one thing I've noticed watching it is uh, how little I remember the side characters. Oh, <laughs> there you go, Barry. Oh, what is all these people doing here? What is up, Evan Cool? Uh, like. All of the side characters, I didn't remember them at all, and I completely forgot the J Squad, uh, the barracks scene, the scene when they help him kill the Omega. Uh, I forgot everything, mm-hmm. and like you forgot all that. I got, I forgot all of that. Like after watching it, because they weren't that important. Like what you call it? They're all just forgotten extras. They're, yeah, they're they're extras. Like, they're, a, like a Lord and Savior, pointy hat man. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they weren't that forgotten, but like after I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. And I think it would have been, it made sense for the movie because they gave them as much attention as um, they needed, you know, just to color the story and add in a little bit of extra flavor to the characters. But like. They're not that important. They're not the focus of the story. It's all about Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. That's what it is. They're the side characters. They give them enough where, um, whatchamacallit. Enough that they're, you like them a little bit, but not too much, right? So when they die, you're not sad, right? Oh. Give me one second. <laughs> just, just enough to care. Just enough to care. Much. And like I was thinking, it would have been better if it was a TV show, if they made an Edge of Tomorrow TV show, and then they focus on you know his connection with the squad, and then they kind of sh- shown more more of their character. Uh, yeah, that would be for TV. I, I wouldn't have liked that if they did that for the movie. He would... You know, it would be too boring then. It would be like a four-hour I mean, movie. You're not, you're not really supposed to care about them too. Yeah, much. you're not. You're In not. Fact, it's kind of it's one yeah. of the it's one of the narrative issues with the movie is that at the end you're supposed to be feel that they're a little bit sympathetic mm-hmm. or something. And you're really mm-hmm. not because they're not built that way at all. <laughs> if you remember at the beginning of the movie, like they're perfectly willing to just let this guy die. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't care about him. Yeah. They're literally like we're going to go battle and he's just going to be a meat shield. And you're like, oh. Oh, that's kind of, like, that's really cruel. Um, <laughs> no one will tell him what the safety is. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're like, all right, man, I guess we're just going to let this guy die. <laughs> that's fine. Um, there, there are a couple of character issues like that in the movie yeah. that make, that are, that are flaws otherwise. Like, um, <clears throat> like the fact that, the fact that they made um, Tom Cruise like a complete coward at the beginning, mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. gives him an arc, but it doesn't necessarily make him sympathetic. I guess he earns yeah. your sympathy through the movie, which is which is fine. But it's it's I respect. It's kind of like in a weird way, like Doctor Strange, where like they made him a full-on dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning, yeah. like yeah. a complete like you hate dickhead. 
um, at the beginning of the movie. And um, I, I, I kind of respect that they're willing to go full asshole with him, but it doesn't really make him sympathetic, you know? No, not really. Not until significantly in the film, but they never really have – they never give the J-Squad guys that, that moment – or like that build up to make you really, really like them. You're like, okay, they're they're kind of cool at the end of the movie. Yeah, they're kind of cool. You're like, oh, I, I hope things go well for them, but I don't really care if they die. You know, <laughs> like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like when they go sacrifice themselves, you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like how they play into yeah. that though. Of they're like, we're soldiers. We're mm-hmm. here, and we know what we signed up for. We're here to. It's like if we die, we die. Yeah, it's very dark, but. I think it's <laughs> it's dark humor like it because like they yeah they, they kill Tom Cruise every time it's funny like one, there's one clip where he's trying to meet Emily Blunt and he has to get away from the J Squad during PT and the way he does it he's, he rolls under <laughs> a car <laughs> yeah he does a push up so I'm gonna show it real quick <laughs> this is a hilarious clip right here so like. Yeah, like a yeah. quick note on the visual, the visual comedy of this movie. Yeah, like it's like really basic stuff, and that, yeah. that a lot of other movies don't utilize. Like just stuff entering and then leaving frame is really mm-hmm. funny. Like every time he gets hit by a truck and just get gets blasted out of the frame, it's yeah. just hilarious. Oh man, like he's running across, there's explosions, and then he gets hit by a car. <laughs> he just gets like he's so he so like bad. Yeah. And then he gets, like, obliterated out of the screen. And that's just visually <laughs> hilarious. And, like, people... And, like, movies don't uh, utilize this nearly enough. Yeah, or, like, the one part I'm playing right now where he's paralyzed the first time Emily Blunt kills him by shooting him in the head. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's a great bit. He's just, like... He's just there. He can't move anything except for his mouth. He just looks stupid. <laughs> and then he wakes up, you know, like, oh, everything's good. Like, it's so funny. Um, uh, on a couple of other things, I felt like this is gonna lead into a later discussion with the with the graphic novel, the I mean, the manga, the light novel. Um, it's they adapted this incredibly well, like. If you read it, if you read the manga, there's like a lot of stuff there that wouldn't fit if they made it one to one for the U.S. Like they ad- adopted it really well. They made some changes that I think made sense. Um, they they treat the audience in, as intelligent enough to understand what's happening. So there are times when um, it's obvious that he's his he made a loop already. You know, like they show the PTC in the first time through. It made it obvious that he's already done that over and over again. Like, like 50 push-ups? It's like, yeah, 50 push-ups. And he starts doing it. So, like, yeah. it doesn't treat you like you're an idiot, like Suicide Squad, where they're zooming in on something, and like, this is what's happening, this is where you are, this is how you should feel. Um, especially with something that can be as time-confusing as time travel. Like, some people are not going to get it, obviously, but um, I think they did a great job with that. I think everything's cohesive. There's a nice flow to it. Uh, it makes sense. It's funny. The action is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of moments where they 
purposely cut out a large part of scenes that they've shown previously because they're like, oh, you get it. That's you get it, that yeah. already happens. That happens throughout the day. Like that happens every day. So just cut out that whole part. Like him landing on the beach, they cut out pretty quickly mm-hmm. after he does the landing a few times. Yeah, or like the guy saying yeah. the the speech over and over again. Battles the great redeemer or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Crucified, yeah, crucible, yeah. blah blah blah. <laughs> you know? I appreciate that. I appreciate like, that. Yeah, please don't show it over and yeah. over again. <laughs> Or else the movie would be three times as long and twice as boring. <laughs> yeah. They really effectively uh, layer the narrative on top of, like, what they've shown you. They respect the audience enough yeah. to say, okay, they get it. We can move on. Which is great. It, it, does, it, treats, it treats you with that you, that you have a couple brain cells to rub together. Unlike Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, unlike Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah, going on. We'll just we'll just go over the scenes real quick, unless you guys have some specific scenes you want to talk about, and then we'll get into the movie versus the light novel. Well, most more specifically, the manga is shorter. Yes, you are an intellectual if you watch Edge of Tomorrow. It's no kappa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like how the movie starts out. Again, it touches intelligent. There's like a newsreel. It just shows that aliens are invading. You don't really, they don't tell you why or like, they just show you that, oh no, things look pretty bad. And then it goes into the first scene where Tom Cruise is an ad man. He's trying to avoid fighting. Uh, so he became an ad man. He's a major. He didn't earn that title. And, like, he's trying to blackmail the general because the general's like, you're going into the front lines to film them. And then he tries to blackmail him, and and it's like, fine, you can leave. And then later he's like, arrest this man. And then he gets tased. <laughs> and then he wakes up in the deployment. <laughs> and here's my first issue with the movie. Um, it's a small issue, again. I don't really care because the whole movie is awesome. There was no reason for the general to send Tom Cruise, William Cage, into the front lines, you know, he's there as a propaganda master to spin the minds of the public to support this cause. And there was actually no reason at all to send him to the front lines, especially the fight, like to get footage, I I guess, but that's not his job. So the whole premise of why he's there kind of uh, falls apart a little bit. If you and think they about kind it, of yeah. sent any cameraman to just yeah, do exactly, that. right? Yeah, they could have drones. <laughs> just pull GoPro footage. Yeah, from, <laughs> from like any of the yeah. soldiers on the battlefield. But uh, the one thing I did appreciate is they're like, okay, this is why he's gonna go there, and they keep it short and to the point. And he wakes up, and you know, it's a scene that you see over and over again. Wake up, maggot! <laughs> you know, <laughs> over and over again. Uh, you know that. In that short scene, though, there's a lot of things going on. You know that it's um, the whole world is coming together because you hear German, you hear Japanese, um, you hear, you see that, yeah, yeah, yeah right, the little touch, yeah, over the on the on the PA system, where yeah, on the PA system, yeah, languages. and you're like, oh, this is an international mission. It's an inter- yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like the United Defense Force. It's not the you know American or. <laughs> yes, convince the people mm-hmm. to support the war against aliens. Exactly. Um, you always see Emily yeah. Blunt wearing a, a British flag on her uniform. Yeah, like so it's you like know. A small detail. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't notice that for pointing that out. Um, he tries to get out of I'm, it. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, like the, the the British angle is actually really funny to me because like that shot, <laughs> the opening shot of him in the helicopter, like like they're taking a British flag and they're like slapping you in the face with it as much as they can. But like, there's that opening. Is <laughs> you are in Britain. You <laughs> like yeah, that, that, that so opening funny. establishing shot. Yeah. It's just like British flags everywhere, and then like you're flying over like. <laughs> Big Ben and like oh mm-hmm. Parliament and you're like okay all right I get it we're in Britain and they just keep going they just keep <laughs> yeah. going you're like oh my god <laughs> I get it <laughs> I get it um, and then yeah like the whole the whole initial premise is is completely ridiculous mm-hmm. that like you just put some like we're gonna put you on the front lines you get fucking killed yeah like no you wouldn't you would just knock him down for insubordination and get mps to arrest him that that would be basically the end of that story yeah also like you're wasting a power suit those power suits don't come easy you know like they're not just like just hand them out like candy to anyone yeah and then like <laughs> Like, the the whole premise for the fact that he can't get in touch with any military command. I mean, he's a major. It's yeah. not, like, the highest military rank or anything, but, like, it's not like you can just throw a major into whatever situation. <laughs> like, yeah. One phone call, like an email or a text, which would be all that it takes. And they're like, okay, this guy is who he says he is. We'll just throw him in the brig. The end. Yeah, or, or the like, fact that, like they're, they're taking like a, a known deserter and, and it's insubordinate soldier with them into and they're, like putting field. him on the battlefield. Yeah, <laughs> into a combat situation. <laughs> Just gonna desert again. Where like it's life and death. You're like, I would not want this guy anywhere near me on the yeah. <laughs> on the battlefield. I guess like they imply that J Squad is like like the joke squad yeah the yeah joke squad joke right? squad yeah joker like, squad <laughs> no not suicide yeah. squad <laughs> uh. like, it's kind of it's kind of mortifying and it's kind of part of the subtext of the movie yeah uh, that like they're fully willing to just throw away bodies because they don't like them yeah, like, yeah. these are clearly yeah. like the misfits or like the dickheads of the army and they're like putting them front row center it's to be literal like meat shields yeah it's kind of yeah. like a starship troopers it's the russian, the you russian know? army meat for the grinder yeah russian yeah army. it's all yeah. it's, it's literally meat for like the grinder. starship troopers yeah it's it's, it's like a, a straight satire yeah like, like that uh the, the sergeant character is satire but it falls apart a little bit because then once they're on the pitch uh, on the beach He's like right next to them, commanding them. Yeah. Like, oh, if I if I put a cannon fodder on the battlefield, I would not want to be anywhere near them. Yeah, I'd be in the back lines. <laughs> I'd be like, you guys uh, walk in a straight here. line yeah. in front of me, like a hundred yards in front of me. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a movie. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah. Like when you start nitpicking stuff like that, it falls apart. Everything falls apart if you nitpick it that far. Yeah, we are masters of our own fate. Yes, yes. (laughs) Obviously, scared. He ain't scared. He ain't scared. (laughs) Uh, yeah. That transitions into the mech scene where they're like introduce the mechs, and then Kimmel is naked. The big guy is naked. He's like, I gotta be free, man. So they add a little bit of color to the character, a little bit of. You know, cheap humor, and he's just a big guy and just naked, and you see his butt, <laughs> wrinkly I like butt. Him. I like how he has a fat suit. 
Oh, he's a fat suit. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's got a sl- He's got a. He's got a fat ass suit. Oh, okay, okay. Like, everybody I, has a certain design. Like, like the yeah. bigger Max. Yeah, he has a big yeah, Mac. He's got, he's he's a big got Mac. the He's got the fat so. He's got the yeah. fat so Mac. <laughs> um, that is. And you notice it when they're suiting up. You're like, oh, he's got the fat one. <laughs> it's like bigger too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a football else. suit. Yeah, to hold his girth. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Yeah, they do go. They put a lot of neat little details into this movie. That ain't cheap either. That's a a suit that they had to make for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then a cool thing is the mech deployment. So there's drop ships, and they just literally open up, and then they're attached by wires, and just literally drop them onto the ground, and the wires supposed to break the fall, and uh, you know, <laughs> you got. We got Cage here. We got Tom Cruise trying to shoot the gun. That's in Japanese as homage to the light novel. And it's like, how do you t- turn the safety off? And no one tells him. Like, as I said, this earlier, no one tells him in any point in the movie. He had to learn by himself. And, like, I find that kind of hilarious because they want him to die. <laughs> I don't care. They don't they even really want him to care. kill stuff. Yeah. They're yeah, just like, why would you even bring him onto the battlefield at that exactly. point? Exactly. Just bothered me just a little funny. bit. <laughs> that's that's where this movie it, it works because it's it's satire. Yeah. They're yeah. literally satirizing mm-hmm. the fact yeah. that they're perfectly willing to take young, eager people and throw them into the military to to die. Yeah. <laughs> like knowing that they're gonna die somewhere, um, which kind of works, but it, it's kind of horrific. Mm-hmm. Um. But I noticed, I thought, by the way, yeah. on rewatching this movie, mm-hmm. um, that very first scene where they they're storming the beach. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like, like the the the, the tentacle monsters fighting them all and murdering mm-hmm. them, <clears throat> and everybody's shooting at it, and they're just spraying it down with bullets. And like, finally, Tom Cruise figures out his safety and fires like one shot, ten rounds into it, and it dies. They're like, great. <clears throat> and then the next scene, he's out of ammo. You're like, wait. We just watched them like the whole squad spray at this thing for like a full minute, <laughs> and then he like shot like five bullets at it. <laughs> He's now out of ammo. You're like, what? <laughs> What's the size of this clip? Mm-hmm. I have questions. It's like two <laughs> bullets. <laughs> just well, shot twice. Sometimes the clip is like twenty rounds, and other times it's like eighty rounds. Yeah, so, you know, I don't understand how the scale. It's random. It's <laughs> random. It's fun. You know, like yeah. you don't know when you're gonna run out of bullets. It might be like. One second from now or a minute from now. It keeps you on edge, you know? The the mechs kind of reminded yeah. me of, like, uh, in the Matrix, the third Matrix movie. Oh. oh the giant the mech, the giant okay, suits. okay. That's what the kind of reminded All me right. of, yeah. This is what yeah. got me, too. Like, there's an Asian guy. Uh, I forgot his name. He only shows up at the very end when they're going to France. They're flying oh, the ship in, and he's on the big gun, the double guns, right? And he's just shooting, and it doesn't explain where he came from. He wasn't in J-Squad. He wasn't in J-Squad. He wasn't in J-Squad. So where did he come and from? The pilots, like, weren't in J-Squad. They were just there. The pilots Sounds I can like kind of get, because they might have been like... You managed to convince these people to come with you. Yeah, yeah, or like threaten them, you know, and just like, I'm going to kill you if you don't fly yeah, this plane. Like, and I'm like, all right, fine. But who's, a, who's that Asian guy? 
shooting the gun dies right away. By the way, he's he's pointy hat man. <laughs> he's literally pointy. He's hat literally man. pointy hat man. But yeah, uh, that oh, just reminds so me. If it was the same actor. Oh my god! If it was, that'd be amazing. You know, he, full circle. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> full circle, dude. Full circle. Oh man. Yeah, that beach um, scene is amazing. It's like Invasion of Normandy. Normandy, uh, they wanted that same yeah, vibe. It, uh, Storming the beach. They wanted the parallels. Yeah. yeah. Storming the beach. Like, if we're done. There's some mm-hmm. visual callbacks to, like, um, Saving Private Ryan. I was going to say Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Uh, Leon the Professional. Have you guys seen that movie? No. Oh, I saw it a very, very long time ago, I believe. Um, I don't remember very much. Wait, if I, if I share, it'll, it'll spoil the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, I care a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I won't say what the callback is. That I wanted to, uh, watch. Callback is that Leon is a, is a mech. <laughs> he's, a, he's a space alien. Yeah, he's a space <laughs> alien. <laughs> the, um, yeah, there are lots of visual callbacks. Like, yeah. say, Saving Private Ryan. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of, like, uh, Enemy at the Gates. Um... So like this is kind of funny because this is where again it points out everyone's expendable and it's gonna add in. Kimmel the fat guy is like we made it because the ship got shot. It's a surprise attack. Uh and then he's like, We made it, and then the helicopter just falls on top of him and he dies. Yeah. And then later, Tom Cruise tries saving him. Like he's like he calling. Yeah, he gets crushed one time. There's one time where it's like he yells at him. He's like what? And he dies. And then so later, he just runs into him and pushes him out of the way. And then he gets crushed. And then later, you see like <laughs> multiple tries. He he gets the timing right. Just pushes him out. Keeps running. Um, and there's a point where he just stops trying. You know that. When he's depressed, he goes when emo. When he's depressed and yeah. lost all hope. Yeah, when he's lost all hope, he lets everyone die. <laughs> um, it's it's one of the very earliest uh, time travel montages you get. Yeah, and it's a. Gr- I thought it was so wonderful because this is a great awesome. way to establish the core premise of the movie and add in a little bit mm-hmm. of humor. Because yeah. I think that's the very first scene where you can visually, in a very visual way, understand that. Every time he dies, he learns a little bit more. Yeah. And then he can use that information to affect a different outcome. And you get exactly. it. And you're like, oh, okay. I understand. And it's, it's funny. It's funny and cool. And it's I so thought, funny, though. It's so good. It's so funny. Every time he dies, it's so funny. We did it. Yeah, we did it. It's so dead. Also, I liked how the tentacle aliens were breakdancing. They're breakdance fighting. They're just like spinning around, just like swirling swerving all, all around, just doing flares, and they're like poking people with their tentacle legs or arms. I don't know which which they are. And oh uh, man, I love the design of the alphas. I thought the alphas were so good. They are good. <laughs> Apparently, the initial design was done by Del Toro. And they iterated it over and over. So I don't know how much of his influence is on the aliens, but uh, he did the initial prototype. Hmm. I can kind of see that. Can kind of see it, yeah. I can see a touch of Del Toro. You see it, yeah. <laughs> it has that it has sort it, yeah. of otherworldly, almost like uh, like the stance is a little bit feline. Mm-hmm. 
which is a, mm. kind of a recurring um, creature feature in a lot of his a mm. lot of his uh, uh, monsters. So one thing I wanted to point out, like the difference between the graphic novel and the <laughs> the aliens, you got tentacle creatures, and I. In in the manga, it's literally just balls with the mouth in the middle, and they shoot out spears at you. <laughs> They're ranged. They're not even melee. <laughs> They're not even melee characters. They're not, no. <laughs> oh, that's way more OP. Yeah. They just shoot you, and you die. You can't do anything about it. It's just a uh-huh. neat, neat tidbit there. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I think the movie did a better job with it. I think so, too. Cool. They're, not, they're not as creepy. It's just like... Balls that shoot at you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a joke in there somewhere. I'm like, a, am I, like am I supposed to be scared? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you are because they show how graphically people get like murdered in the the manga. Like people lose their limbs and heads. It's way more violent. But uh, that's nice. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. The the violence in the movie is actually very toned down. It in is. The sense of like when people die, it's like, oh, they die from an explosion. It's like they look perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not like they got their limbs blown off. You know? I like that. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. love an R-rated version of this movie. Oh really? I, I liked it for long It'd be wild. It'd be wild. <laughs> Especially that first time he dies, where he is like Ramley Blunt's like, "You have a hole in your chest." Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like a pad down. Yeah. And just like a massive gaping crater in his chest. It was just like a little bullet hole. And you're like, oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. She, she just steals oh, his body. Yeah, she steals. Okay, okay. So like, she just leaves him there to die. I was like, that's amazing. I like that because in the the manga, I'll just do the graphic novel slash manga slash light novel together because it just goes with the discussion better. Uh, so in in that in that version, she he's dying right before he loops, and then she's like, "I'll stay with you until you die, and then I'll take your battery." So she's very polite, right? So she's keeping him company. Whereas this, this Rita, the movie Rita, is like, she's a complete jerk. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> wow, well, I love it too. That's more likable to me than this super polite, just like, I'm gonna keep you company, and then I'll take your battery. She's just like, you got a hole in your chest, and like, yoink, <laughs> and then like he dies. Yeah, just steals his battery. Just steals his battery. I'm like, oh, that was. That was hilarious. Also, there's a reason why she uses a sword in the the manga. She uses a giant battle axe. Um, it's because you run out of ammo. So a melee weapon is makes more sense. It's superior. It's superior. It's the rule of cool, dude. It's, it's, it's a, whatever. Exactly. It's rule of cool. Rule <laughs> of swords. Rule of cool. Let's just imagine Ka- uh, not Kanye Keanu with like three swords. He's like uh, Zoro from One Piece. He'll have four swords. <laughs> Two in his mouth. He's he's too cool. Imagine that people will lose their minds. Uh, he's done that movie already. It was called The Last Samurai. Oh no! Wait, there's another movie. No, not Last no, Samurai. No, uh, no, tw- I don't. Forty-seven. Twenty-one Ronin. Twenty-one Ronin. Yeah, something Ronin. You're right. Forty-seven Ronin. Forty-seven. I thought it was forty-seven. It was forty-seven Ronin, right? Forty-seven Ronin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Which is a remake of an older movie, but it was just like. <laughs> Well, what a what a movie that was! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Was. was it good? No. Was it better than Suicide Squad? I mean, clearly. <laughs> clearly, hey, we just have to wait. If you find a movie worse than Suicide Squad, that will be the day. Like, I don't know. 
the sun dies. We end the podcast forever. Yeah. Yeah, we end the podcast <laughs> forever. We're like, we can't do it anymore. We found something worse than Suicide Squad. Obviously, like we mean like big budget movie, not like like indie movies that you know no one cares about. I those. mean, there are worse movies. Yeah, but what's that one indie film where they zoom in on the guy's eye for like an hour? Like it actually an hour. They yeah, you mentioned that. I don't know the title. Of it, yeah, that that might be a contender. That might be better than <laughs> Suicide still, Squad. I understand what's happening at least. Be yeah. <laughs> so, what are you seeing, Barry? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, the they they did a very good job. Um, they did translating this stuff over because anime in general does not translate very well to to movies it does not um structurally the premises the premises are usually pretty cool yeah the characters are interesting but like the structure and plot are generally uh not very palpable for for movie going audiences yeah i didn't know if this was based on uh not anime manga or, or a light novel like i had no idea it was that great. It was that good to me. Like, it it only the only really um it only really came out later. They mm-hmm. didn't make a big deal of it at all. Mm. Um, and there are other movies like that, like The Departed. Mm, yeah. Um, where they don't really? they don't make a big deal out of it. Like they might um, mention it once or twice, but like I, it's, I didn't know that The Departed was. Yeah, it's based off. Uh, yeah, I didn't know either when I watched film. it. Though I like the Chinese oh, film better. By the way, that's crazy. Yeah. I think the Chinese film is actually is actually more interesting. But yeah. The Departed yeah. was also an exceptional movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. it was great. They adopted it well. Like, they did a great yeah. job. Um, but yeah, the, like it wasn't part of the marketing. <laughs> it's not like, hey, we're remaking this thing. We're like, like, uh, because it's not, it's not like the most. Um, well-known property of all time, you know. It's not like Akira or Ghost in the Shell yeah, has yeah. a massive, massive fan base already, where they can use that to kind of push the sales. But Ghost in the um, Shell. <laughs> yeah, oh, Attack on Titan movie would be amazing. Oh man. I don't know, dude. Giant, giant naked people eating small people. They got. I don't swords. know. Like. <laughs> It'll take a very specific type of visual storytelling to make that look good. They're like walking weird too. Yeah. They're just like they're walking weird really fast, and they're gonna eat people. Oh. Okay, as long as they don't give it the Ghost in the Shell treatment and they give it the Edge of Tomorrow treatment, I'll be happy. <laughs> the Edge of Tomorrow treatment. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow versus Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> oh yeah, like that. The, yeah. The, the visual language of Shingeki no Kyojin is. Um, like the awkwardness of the Titans is part yeah. of what makes them terrifying, and they're just derpy looking. What, what actor yeah. would do a good job with that? I don't Keanu know. Reeves, just make him all the Titans. All the Titans, by the way, are based on characters that appear in the manga. Yeah, and become Titans. Wait, you um, might be a spoiler there, or is that what? What? Spoiler! Spoiler! Oh no! Spoilers. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> But it makes uh, a lot of sense. If you if you pay really close attention, you can see uh, most they of the Titans appear. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a well, couple that they, they explicitly tell you. Humans. There's a couple that explicitly tell you, and then there's there's mm-hmm. there's a bunch like the generic titans, the generic titans that are just around. They're also in 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 the comic, but you have to really watch out for them. Like the generic ones, they don't really have control over themselves, but the special ones, they maintain their who they are. So the the general yeah, ones just go around eating are people. Also people. Yeah, they're people and they eat people. <laughs> yeah, you have to. What? Uh, yeah. My mind is being blown right now, boys. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, they they just revealed this in the anime, so. Uh, okay, okay. That makes just sense. Yeah. So Sorry, anyway, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched Attack on Titan in like four years. <laughs> oh, he's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's actually really good. It's really... No, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was well done. Um, the storytelling is a lot more cohesive than you would expect an anime like that to be. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Like, he sets up stuff, like, in chapters Wait 1 through 10 that pays off, like, 100 chapters later. Which is... Wow. Which says that there's, there is a real plan to everything. Which is <laughs> refreshing. Coming from, like, Bleach. Dude, you bring up... Like, uh, yeah, you bring up uh, a great not, point because a lot of talk about a lot of animes they have like such a really strong start and then they have no idea how to end the story. Like there's they're just like, all right, well we'll just have like a hundred thousand <laughs> battles, we'll just throw in new characters, they fight. They're the good guys are winning, all of a sudden the bad guys are like, Well, I'll wait for my power up. This isn't my final form and they power up and the good guys are like, Well, I'm losing and then something happens and they power up and then they beat the bad guys and just recycles. This goes over and over again. It just happens. And then the ending's like, well, guess what? Uh, here's the ending. <laughs> you just leave. Oh, man. Like Naruto? Holy cow, dude. What kind of garbage ending was that? That reminds me of, like, yeah. Michael from The Office. He's like, sometimes I start a sentence and I just don't know where it's going to end. Yeah. But, like, sometimes I just start a story oh, and I okay, don't know where it's okay. going to end. <laughs> Death Note, uh, I felt like, you know, the ending was acceptable. I just... I just wanted the bad guy to win. I wanted I wanted Kira to win. The the protagonist. I wanted the protagonist who was like an anti-hero. I want him to win. I want him to keep killing people with the death note. And I was really sad that he got beat by two mini L's. They're not even good. <laughs> Discount L. Discount L. Yeah. A&G. <laughs> this count, there's two of them that's why I got two for the price of one <laughs> he got so wrecked it's cause like anyways uh back to this this is where the loop happens over and over again this is where he gets hit by the car uh <laughs> he gets mm-hmm. hit by multiple cars this is where you know he gets uh killed by aliens he gets crushed by a helicopter and then there's a part where he's doing the beach invasion again, and then he finds Angel, and he's like, you have to come with me, and acts like he knows everything, and then he's like, you have to come with me, the helicopter's gonna explode, and she just stands there, and she's like, find me when you wake up, and it explodes, and they both die, and now there's, there's a new development here, where it's, it's kind of obvious that, yeah, there's, there's progression here. There's like, all right, what, where do we take the plot now? And now he has to go meet her. That's more funny things happen. And there's a training montage. He gets shot over and over again. 
and just points <laughs> out how awesome she is, Emily Blunt. Um, and that's 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 great because like they don't waste time, you know. They don't waste time at all. It's just like it doesn't have to make sense. Just like snap, she knows about the loop. Let's get a training montage going. Snap, we're going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, and then they meet the doctor guy. It doesn't matter who he is. He's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a doctor with like seven PhDs. Oh, he doesn't say that, but you know, the generic doctor character. Dr. McScientist. Dr. McScientist. He's like, well, you see, uh, there's an Omega here. You gotta kill the Omega and then they will lose. And then they look at the camera and yeah. say, "This is the part of the movie where we explain to you the premise." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is where we show you how this ends. This is where we show you the villain, and uh, uh, yeah, and then there's like a farm scene where there's a touching moment there, and then they go through. There's a car chase scene, and then there's the last battle scene. No, and then and then yeah, Tom Cruise rides a motorcycle for some yeah, reason. Yes, he rides a motorcycle. Yes, I was like, how did he get off a of base? <laughs> he goes into a pub. They're attacking London. I was just like, mm, that, that that felt a little out of place because I was like. How? He can make a phone call it's if he goes out of base. Have him ride a motorcycle. You're right. He, like, why didn't he just ride off of base? Yeah, just make make a phone call off a of base, dude. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Man. There's some humor. But I, I yeah. like that because, like, you see him go have that quiet moment, and yeah. then he's suddenly re-motivated to be like, "Oh, this is actually really important, and I'm the only one who can." And this. Exactly, because all these yeah. innocent old grandpas and grandmas are gonna die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, again, this is where the, the film's satire yeah. creeps in. Yeah, yeah. Because he's sitting there in the bar, and they're all acting completely wretched to him. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, "You fucking coward!" And he's like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna get on a motorcycle." <laughs> Oh, uh, oh! It's it kind of having mentioned uh, Attack on Titan. It kind yeah. of uh, mirrors the core themes of both. Yeah. Or is like this this idea that like of humanity uh, hurting itself. I'm gonna interrupt real quick. All right, Cassinar is gonna leave us. He has an internship and LSAT Ooh, practice, yeah. dude. Good luck on that. <laughs> That's and, a rip. <laughs> yeah, congratulations <laughs> on having luck, an internship. Man. Yeah, good luck, man. Catch you later. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for dropping by. Yes, we appreciate mm-hmm. it. Our our only viewer is going to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's about like the self-perpetuating nature of war. Yeah. You know, and about how like everybody's a bastard. Pretty much. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of like... It's kind of there, and again, uh, you mentioned it earlier, but like Starship Troopers as well. Starship Troopers, yeah, that's a great movie too. The first one, the number one misunderstood movie of all time. Well, the people who kind of get it now. It's a complete it satire, like everything about like, it. It's it's weird because people misunderstand Attack yeah. on Titan too. Like I've seen people accuse it of being uh, pro-fascist. What? Or like what? pro or like pro military? What? Okay. What? And like, have you have, you have you seen the show? <laughs> have you watched it? <laughs> have you <laughs> seen it? 
Are you are you actually stupid? <laughs> you must like Suicide Squad. You must be a DC yeah. fan. <laughs> Suicide Squad is the smartest movie ever made. Exactly. Nine thousand IQ. You just don't understand. It's about family, guys. It's about family. It's about family. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like you like put your head into your hands and you're like, yeah. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got another viewer dropping in. What's up, Cam? <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? We got one more person. Oh. Yeah, this this movie is distinctly anti-military, anti-war. Um, yeah, yeah. Without, without being super obvious about it, I guess. Uh, it's, it's more toned so, down yeah. than um, Starship Troopers. That's that movie is obvious. Another he like no, apparently yeah. not. Really? Apparently not. Dude, a military a guy literally points at a baby and says, more meat for the grinder. And the mother was like, how dare you? And like, that's the entire point of the movie. Well, no, they're, they're all dressed like Nazis. And like, they're like just going around murdering people and like letting people die horrifically. And people are like, this is a pro-fascist movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Wait, Starship Troopers or Attack on Titan? Both of them. They have the exact same visual link, visual and narrative language. And people confuse it for like being pro-fascist, pro-army. That's so like, weird. Oh my god. Just watch the movie. Yeah. Watch or, the show. like a Saving Private Ryan, people are like, oh, this is such a pro-war film. I was like, I don't think so. It's like, meanwhile, Vin Diesel is lying in a pool of his blood, dying. And crying about how he won't be able to say bye to his dad. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I really uh, want to be in that exact situation right now. I'm all sure right. That's wonderful. Enter real quick. Uh, Cam, the podcast is going great because I'm, well, I have fun just talking about movies. We're not good at it, so that's why, uh, we're bad. But yeah, oh, dude, he got Dead by Daylight running on his grandfather's 04 computer with no GPU. <laughs> and Windows 8. <laughs> Windows 8, 10 frames per second. No audio That's as beautiful. well. Holy cow, you need audio in that game. <laughs> Tells you when the killer is near. Or when survivors are near. It's okay. Yeah, if it, it'll make you stronger. The lag will make you stronger. So when you play on a real PC, but like, it's like seeing into the future. I, it's like training the hyperbolic time chamber. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to have a hyperbolic time chamber. Like, I would love to have one. It'd be so handy. Anyways, dude, we should make a discussion on how uh, Starship Troopers is not a movie about being pro-war or pro-fascist. That's ridiculous. It's been... It's been done before. I would be okay. happy to talk about it, but it's like, it'd be a really short discussion. Just like, go watch the movie and tell me to my face that it's pro-fascist. <laughs> After discussion. That will be like, <laughs> well, uh, if you see here, you can see that uh, uh, Batman is far superior because um, he knows how to defeat each other hero and villain with his mind. So it's, it's a mind movie. He wouldn't understand because you're not smart enough. Go watch your Marvel movies. <laughs> right? That's what I imagine the guy saying to you. And it's like, wait, I'm, we're talking about Starship Troopers here? Oh, oh. 
Is that is that DC? <laughs> it's actually a really really intelligent movie. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Every, every detail about that movie furthers its <clears throat> primary theme. And like from the way, from the costume design to the way it's lit to its cast. How do you cast somebody as a joke? <laughs> Wait, isn't Valkyrie in that movie? Right? I don't is know. She? Is she? It's a long time I ago. Think, I want to say no. I think it's she like, might have uh, been too young. Patrick Harris. Um, Wait, oh. new MPH is in the movie? How yeah, come yeah, I don't Patrick remember? Harris. He's one of the main cast. Okay. You got, I got to watch it again for like, my own personal enjoyment. Oh, God. Okay. Give me one second. Yeah. I, I have to look at this. I have to look this up. I have to look it up too. I don't know off the top of my head. Wait, Vin Diesel, yeah. Denise Richards. Richards, sorry. Yeah, Casper Van Diem, Denise Richards, Dina Meyer, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris are basically the main characters, and they're all cast as a joke. <laughs> okay. Wait, okay. It's a joke, because they're like, <laughs> it's like 90210 as space Nazis. Yeah. It's the central premise. And like, it's like if you look at the way it's lit, like it's a like it's a like it's lit like a day tra- daytime soap, right? Totally, it feels like every a daytime soap. Shot, yeah. Every shot, the way it's framed and like the lenses they use are it's filmed like a like like a nine oh two one oh like a daytime soap. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, it's so bad, <laughs> it's so bad, but it's so it's good. Brilliant. It's brilliant. It's yeah. deli- every every decision is deliberate. Like, you're and, like, wow, it looks so bad. It's like pro not you're like, that's the point. That's the point, that's yeah. The point. Also like <laughs> when you watch it though, like again, I don't like when things are made to just to be a point. Like it has to look and feel good for what it is based on its own merits. And like when you watch it, you just get it. It's like a movie it's like idiocracy. It's trying to prove how stupid things are by making everything stupid in the movie. And like, it just works together. And just like, it's like, oh, this movie is awesome. I love it now. And that's why I don't like the sequels as much. Cause I felt like it's, it wasn't as coherent and dedicated to what it was satirizing. Like as the first one, it wasn't as, it just like kind of got lost and tried to make an actual movie. And that's where it fell apart. I felt like parts well, of it. Okay. Idiocracy tells you pretty pretty straightforward yeah. that it's making fun of all that stuff. I love Idiocracy, no by point, the way. At no point in this movie does anybody look okay. into the camera you're and right, say you're, right. all right, you're all making right. fun of the military. Everything is played completely straight. Yeah, it, at like that, okay, fine. Starship Troopers is for smarter people. Idiocracy is for people who don't understand anything. So that's to tell you. It's part of the you joke, too. You don't really need to be that smart, but like, <laughs> apparently, Barry, there's some people guess, out there who don't you, get it. <laughs> I guess, I guess you need to be a, a like the the sharpest bowling ball on the rack. Yeah, to get to this yeah. Movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> to get to this movie is satire. Come on, like, like, apparently it's not Starship I mean, Troopers, it's Star- Starship Fastest, you know? Come on, get, get with the program. It's like, fascists are great in the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, the first uh, hint should have been that it's fucking Paul Verhoeven, okay? And every one of his movies has been a satire at some uh, level. And then just every every frame of that movie is making fun of fascists <laughs> in the military. Every single frame. Okay. Like you <laughs> the fact that people don't get it is like 
baffling. You should get, like, even when I was first watching it and I was young and I, I didn't understand anything, I was watching it. I was like, this is a pretty good action flick, but when you, when I watched it again, when I was like, 10 years old, it's acceptable yeah. to think that this is just a fun it, action movie. It's a movie. fun action movie, but when you watch it again, you get it. Like, there, like by the end of the movie, there's so many things pointing to it that you should have gotten it. It's, it's not like, they don't say it outright to you, you're right. They don't say it out, like, they don't turn it to the camera. It's like, this is a satire, but everything points to it. Just like, it's kind of like South Park, you know? They, they point out how stupid something is by exaggerating that situation to the point where it's unreal and unbelievable. So at a certain point, your mind should be like, wait a minute. They're either really bad at making a movie or they're trying to make a point here. Like, and if they keep doing it consistently, like, everything's, there's a coherent flow to you. Like, oh, this isn't bad. It's genius. If you don't get, by the end of the movie, the final shot where Neil Patrick Harris says, It's afraid! And everybody's cheering, and then they walk <laughs> off hand in hand, like arm in arm, like super cheerful, <laughs> and like covered with blood and gore, like, like, there's a visual callback to the opening of the movie, and like Neil Patrick Harris is in his SS uniform. <laughs> like, if you don't get it there, you're just not gonna get it. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna get it ever. You're just never gonna get it. You're probably gonna okay. think Suicide Squad is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. You probably think that uh, Suicide Squad is a narrative genius. Yeah. And that the, the, the themes and symbolism of, yeah. of of Batman v Superman are are. A stunning example of uh, cinematic, yeah, uh, <laughs> cinematic uh, uh, genius. You know, yeah. it's just no, you know, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's just not. Uh. But yeah, like that, like this, 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 the this film. Um, you can enjoy it on, on a bunch of different levels. You know, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Like, you can watch it as a straight sci-fi, and it works. You can watch it as yeah. an action movie, and it works. works. You can watch it as a satire, and it works. You can watch it as, as an well. anime, and it still works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt is waifu. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, Emily Blunt, best waifu. Exactly. Oh, you know that move where she's, like, holding herself in the air with her two arms, right? She can actually uh, do that. I was impressed. I mean, they had to wire her when she's doing it for like long periods, you know, when they're filming, obviously, but she can do it in real life. I was impressed. I was like, oh, that's definitely waifu right there. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Jim, you did yeah, a Jim, great job. Jim from, the, yeah. Jim from the office made out pretty well. He did. Yeah. 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 It's like Pam 2.0. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pam is really cute, though, too. <laughs> She she ain't no mech warrior though. For the longest time, yeah. I thought Pam from the Office was the same actor that played Lois in uh, um, Superman. Oh, uh, yeah, they do look alike. And I was back legit confused when yeah. I heard that it was a different different woman. A Amy Adams, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, think Isaiah was thinking of a different uh, Superman, Man I of was Steel. So confused. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back back to the movie. <laughs> yes. Back All right, here movie. I'll just I'll just throw in some comparisons with the manga, and then we'll just close with things that are important to you, and you know, stuck out, and then we'll just talk about whatever. All right. So I just wanted to explain. So like, I want because I mentioned this earlier before the podcast. Uh, 
mm-hmm. when they when they loop. So what happens in the manga is there's tachyon particles that are emitted from these aliens, and they're connected to the other ones. These the balls, right? There's one with an antenna, and then it acts as a, a transmitter to these other ones. So, like, if you want to stop the loop, uh, you, you start the loop by killing it by accident, and it transmits the particles to you. So then you have that power, right? So how you end the loop is you kill, you chop off the antennas first from that one alien. It's the alpha or slash omega equivalent, right? And then you kill the guys around it because each one acts as a backup unit. So if you kill the antenna, the backup units will survive, and then the loop will start over again. And then so you kill all of the mini-me's around it, and then you kill the guy with the antenna that she mentioned, Rita calls it the server, and then you stop the loop, because there's no way for that guy to transmit the signals again, and there's no backup, alright? So that's how they work. It's kind of similar in the movie as well, where they're they're more stupid in, in the manga. They just shoot stuff, so they're like, we gotta shoot real good. We can't make plans like traps and everything, so... They're just like, well, just keep learning over and over again. Like, they're going to be here. They're going to do this. Or just position our units here and shoot them real good here. And and that's how you stop the loop. So what happens, though, is that if you keep looping... So she can loop on Will now, okay? And, like, she can loop mm-hmm. as long as she knows how to end the loop, right? She just has to kill, chop the antennas off of the giant ball guy. Now I'll bring the picture up again. Where is it? Oh, one second. Here we have it. That's not, that looks like that with antenna sticking out on the back. And then, uh, you know, kill everything around it and then kill that guy last and then you can end the loop. So what she does is she can loop on demand and then she'll loop one time just to see who dies and then she fights again and tries to minimize casualties. So that's what she's doing. And apparently you're exposing your brain to these particles and it, and it degrades. So it's like having brain cancer sort of. You're eventually gonna die from this. So you can't keep doing, yeah, from, you know, whatever. So you can't keep doing it. So they don't lose their power by, by being exposed to the blood. That's how it works in the movie. And I thought it was a mm-hmm. little, little weird that just having that blood, uh, you know, gives you that power. Cause if you loop, right, it's before you get the blood. So like, you know, how does that work? And, Exchanging someone else's blood means you lose the power, and I was like, "That's a convenient." Are giving out blood transfusions to everyone around the base. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, you know. Uh, obviously, because then they I'm could do that. Time traveling invincible warriors. Yeah, now. exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, do that. There's a funny part in the movie too, where it's like Tom Cruise is like, "Have you tried everything?" And then and then was like, "You mean like sex?" And it's like. Yes, I tried it, but it's like, but how many times? <laughs> but how many times? <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, something like that. Was, that was hilarious. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> that's funny. that was pretty funny. So, so then, um, you know, it degrades your brain and like this, this time traveling method made a little more sense to me. Um, because like at the end of the movie, they kill the Omega and then they revert back, go back in time. But then the Omega's dead in that loop. So I was like, I don't, how, how does that work? I can't think too much about it. So I was like, all right, just, I'll just go with it. They, they take the, the best possible route with time travel is yeah. they explain, is explain they nothing. show you the basic premise. Yeah. And that's it. 
That's it. Yeah. Don't, do not ever try to explain. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't. You just. Because you're going to make it worse. Yeah. You are. You are. It's like this is how it works. Don't think about it. All right. <laughs> don't just don't, don't think about it. it. Don't question it. Just like, don't question it. <laughs> don't question it. If you have trouble understanding the Starship Trooper is is, is a satire, you're never going to understand <laughs> the traveling through time. So, oh yeah. Also, like the characters are different. So, like uh, the guy is a Japanese guy, Keiji, right? Uh, that's why they name him Cage, cause they, you know, Keiji. Keiji. Yeah. Keiji or Keshi? Keiji. Kesha. Yeah, Kesha is Kesha. Uh, Kesha outside. So they name him Cage, and then and, and yeah. they played off of that because the nickname that he earns is Killer Cage at the end. When he kills every all the aliens, they're like, "Oh, we recognize you as a warrior." And then um, Rita here in in the manga, she's a young younger girl. Uh, she came, she comes from uh, Illinois. Shout out to Illinois. Shout uh, out to Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her family gets murdered by these aliens. Like, I think three of them kill fifteen hundred people, and she's one of the few that survives. Wow. And it's a triple, typical anime trope where the mother got shot. She's hiding in the basement. The father was like, go in there. Hi, don't come out. Father knows jujitsu. So he's just like, he can't. He's like, Jane or so. yeah. <laughs> he's like, run. he's, he's a run. Yeah. Alive. Uh, like, don't die. He literally says, don't die. And then, uh, he's like, guns don't work in that case. And then he's just like ninjaing things and makes them shoot each other. But you know, only one kills the other guy and then he, he dies right on top of the basement door and they come and look and then like the mother's dead by the time the help comes. And then she joins the UDF with the sole purpose of killing all the aliens. And then the, all, another difference is that like the mech suits they wear is, is more anime mechs. I like the mechs that. In, in the movie because it's more it, it, it's sort of like how actual like power armor functions and looks like you know it's like an exoskeleton to make movement easier and you can do more stuff wearing it like yeah, it's informed a lot by existing prototypes yeah exactly actual, yeah. actual prototypes yeah. Prototypes. Yeah. prototypes yeah like yeah, they're, they're, they're like they don't work practically in any way yeah but, <laughs> but if it did I mean, it would look like this yeah, yeah. Uh, or it's like they could do it, but it's just extremely expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically you're controlling an exoskeleton that can do way more than you can. Uh, but in, in the manga, they wear a full body suit, and then they go into a full mech suit. So there's two suits, and the mech suit is super powerful to the point where um, it needs auto-balancing. Otherwise, you can't even walk. If you turn it off, you might kill yourself because, like, oh, like twist your body <laughs> or contort it. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so it starts out they have guns, and then turns out guns aren't that good at. Uh, so they got these spikes. So you gotta get super close and launch a spike into it, but you only you can only carry twenty of those spikes. So then they're like, all right, I'll just make a giant axe. <laughs> so this tiny girl is murdering stuff with the giant axe, and then he he learns on his own. So what he does is. How do I get stronger? And the sergeant tells him, you gotta learn by cutting people down, like the Japanese samurai. You learn by cutting, right? The actual battle. So, it was saying that you don't have the time for this, but he's like, oh, I can die over and over again. So it's just him literally dying over and over again, just like figuring things out. So Rita is not training. Yeah, just uh -huh. training. Rita doesn't teach him at all. Like, he just watches her and then learns from experience and he gets his own axe. 
they're fighting, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, uh, it's kind of like similar to the movie where the aliens are attacking London. They're attacking Japan because they're like, oh, these guys are too good. Let's just attack them on their home turf. And they get in and they're fighting. And there's like a, before that, there's a scene uh, where, where they make love, blah, blah, blah. They're, they fall in love, right? And she makes mm-hmm. coffee because she loves coffee and there's no more coffee in the world except for like a few places. So she has a coffee grinder and that's referenced to in the movie as well in the coffee scene in the barn. So they're like, oh, oh you yeah. make coffee. And then her suit is colored red to stand out so the aliens can attack her. And in the movie, she has red color coloring on her armor as well. And then uh, it turns out that if you're exposed to these particles long enough, you become basically one of the alien's antenna. You become a transmitter, right? So for them to break the loop, two of them can't exist, and one of them has to kill the other for the loop to end. Otherwise, if they did kill the server guy, one of them will act as an antenna. Again, the logic breaks here, because if they kill all of the other aliens, there's nowhere to back it up to. Anyways, you can't think about it. So then it turns out that they have to fight each other, and and the guy wins because the girl trained on her own. There's no one to train her. He trained by himself, but he also learned from watching her, so he knows all her moves. And then the end scene is uh, she's lying there dying because he killed her, and then um, you know he's crying, blah blah blah, and then uh, he goes in and drinks moldy coffee. Because <laughs> it's been three days since the battle started, and um, yeah, that's how it ends in the anime. That's that's how it ends. Yeah, in, in the in the manga, I, I'm surprised the they didn't manga. make an anime of this because I think it'd be pretty cool. So, wow, I think <laughs> yeah, it's really depressing. It's more sad. I mean, there's other like anime tropes. Like there's a cooking lady who has really big boobs and. You know, and she's like, I'll sleep with you. And I'm like, no, I'm too busy. Got to train. See you later. <laughs> There's like a little girl with glasses and long hair who makes the suits. So that's the doctor guy. The doctor guy is a scientist, figures out how to track the Omega. Uh, in the manga, she just makes her the weapon. and makes him the weapon too. So like, they make that a little different. I think it's an improvement because uh, he's just shooting the gun. You know, it'll be hard to haven't seen where they're both using like giant swords and like boosting each other and that kind of that, that would be a nightmare to film like in, in heavy suits <laughs> like, but yeah that's the general you know gist of it so it's pretty different but also same at the same time and i like what the changes they made i think um both of them have weak points in the logic and both of them have strong points and I think the the end product that we got for both of them are are equally good separately. Um you don't have to compare one to the other. But they do have a lot of nods uh to the movie has a lot of nods back to the light novel. But yeah, Hendrix uh Hendrix is apparently the commander for the girl, Rita, and when she's looping, so like if this was a movie version, Hendrix would be her CO and she's just starting out and then she got into the loop and she was bad, kind of like Cage. She gets really good and then she ends the loop 
or she bleeds out, whatever, you know, and then she loses the power. And like she saved everyone and did everything well, except Hendrix died. And the sad part is he just got a baby and he's a father just celebrating right at the battle. And then he dies at the end of it on our last loop. That's what happened. So that's, I think, probably the oh, same well, story. That's pretty sad. Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> Again, like anime, when people die, they try to make it as sad as possible. <laughs> it's yeah, not like of shock course, or, of course. of course, yeah. Gotta, gotta get the tears. So that's, that's one side note. Um, like the little differences there. Uh, I don't want to go into more detail, but I think they did a great job adapting it. I did not know this was based off of a manga at all or a light novel. Like I had no clue. Like usually you can tell when they're like, oh, they copied something, but they did it wrong. Kind of like old boy we we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, mass I mean, singer. Old boy was just a straight adaptation. The original one was fairly well, fairly well known. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, like yeah. they copy the wrong things, or like they they mess it up somehow. I mean, um, Edge of Tomorrow does it really well because yeah. they uh, they adapt the premise. And to an extent, the characters. And that's to an extent. That's the important bit. Yeah. That's the important bit. Like you should not do a beat for beat remake. Cause nope. That's, nope. What, are you, what are you even doing? What are you even doing with your life? <laughs> what are you even doing, yeah. Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> what are you even doing? <laughs> yeah, the axe is two hundred kilograms. By the way. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought. I want to say that. Um, Rita's sword in the movie is like a helicopter blade. Oh, that's what that I thought too. Off. Yeah, I thought that's what it kind of looked like. But upon rewatching it, I'm not so sure. It's still but a sword. It's so. pretty cool. Yeah, it's a giant sword. That's all we need. Final Fantasy VII remake? Anyone? Cloud? It just it just made me think about yeah. Thanos copter. <laughs> <laughs> the helicopter, <laughs> helicopter blade. I was yeah. like, this is the endoscopter. <laughs> they uh, should be handing out these murder sticks to more troops because it seems highly effective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out she she's one of the few people who can use it. But like that logic kind of disappears in the movie because in the manga the the suits are really hard to control and you know a lot of time to master it. Whereas in this movie, it's just like, oh, they just make you do more stuff. Why can't other people swing? Like, maybe mini, mini murder sticks, you know? I, I think they were, like, a lot of people just haven't used the suits enough to actually train in them. Yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right. The These potential. are new recruits. That's that's how I viewed it. And it yeah. was like, that's why people like Cage can use it to the full potential, because he's been fighting in the suit for so long. Yeah. That he yeah. knows how to use things that other people don't. Good point, Isaiah. You yeah. save them on from a plot hole. <laughs> no, I, I got you. I got you right there. Well, I, I never view that as a plot hole. It made perfect sense. I, I didn't it's see like, that as a plot hole. So, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I don't remember if they give you a number, but like, if you add it all together, I think he's been in this suit in constant combat every single day for years. Like, not just training, but in physical combat for years, essentially. Just day after day after day. Time. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think IMDb so, like, said there's 26 explicit loops, but I counted 31, and that's mm -hmm. not including the implied loops. So you're right. Uh, he literally yeah. says, "I've been we've been going through this for an eternity." So yeah. Like yeah. Well, my assumption was that it was probably close at least a few hundred times because yeah, 
she said that, oh, I had to watch him die. Like, 300 times. Yeah. Again, like 300 times. Yeah. But it's like he probably, and she probably died a bunch of times without even seeing him die. So yeah. that means, my assumption was it was probably close to around a thousand loops. That seems so yeah, in terms of time, right. like a year, like three guess. years. Yeah, so yeah. like years. And like that's combat time. Like if you yeah. ask if you ask yeah. an actual soldier how much actual time they spend in combat, it's not that much. Okay, a lot of a lot of time and deployment is spent sitting around or doing stuff in preparation for combat. And the actual mm. combat is maybe like ten percent of your time. Right? Not three not years. 10%, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. So like three years of actual no shit on the field com like Mixed in it, combat experience is enormous. <laughs> okay. Also, yeah, like, that's, I, that's enormous. I like how this works because if you didn't have the mech suits, it might have not played out as well because physically, he's in the same shape as he was when he started, which means, you know, not the best shape. But he's not fighting with his own strength. He's fighting with, with the suit, which gives him the strength, and he just needs the knowledge of how to use it. So I think that's... That's a great touch, I think, in terms yeah. of logical flow. Plus, they're fucking cool. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most important. Thing. You're right. The rule of cool. The rule of uh, cool. Man, the thing that bothered me was yeah. like that one scene where he goes back and he's like, "I need eight grenades and like eight extra magazines oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and an extra battery." I like. Why the hell didn't they just do that again? For when he goes through the beach scene, like when they go get the cars, and then he's like. I can't get you past this point. It's like you start the the helicopter and you die. I was like, why didn't they just bring more batteries for their suits and more ammo? Because she has to die, so it's sad. Yeah, like a backpack with like 20 yeah. batteries. <laughs> you're right. Because you're right. literally strength doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. you're next to a suit. So weight doesn't matter, right? So why can't you just carry more ammunition and more batteries? Actually, they just needed two two extra batteries. Not even twenty, just two. Two would yeah. have done it. No, you need two extra batteries yeah. and like maybe five extra magazines. Yeah, she has a sword. You know, she doesn't even need they're it. Not, uh, they're not particularly big either, because you see her pull yeah. his battery <laughs> out at one point. It's like, yeah, yeah, like those, oh, those magazines oh, are yeah. small and the batteries are tiny. Yeah, the, actually, the, the magazines I think are kind of big. They, they they're the size of his leg. Like it's like Robocop reloading, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it, it's it's fine. You're it's like, fine. Right, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're just nitpicking here, and like you know, it's fun mm -hmm. to nitpick. Kind of like a good point was brought up where when the general gave him the transponder at the end, all he needed to do was put it in his leg, find out where the location was, have have uh, Rita kill him, and then he just resets and he knows where it is instead of trying to yeah. you know escape. You instead know, of like, trying to escape. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. The, the it's movie fine. has to happen. Yeah. That has to happen so that he bleeds out and loses power. And they're like, oh, well, we can't reset because, anymore. Because they need to raise the stakes. Like, exactly. If you don't do that, then exactly. there's no stakes. You can't it's have too that. It's simple. Yeah, it's too, it's yeah. too OP of a power to have, you know? Being able to literally change time <laughs> and reset. Reset every yeah. time you die. It's yeah. the Dark Souls power. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's I the never whole played premise Dark of Dark Souls. Souls. You guys are not... Okay. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise is... Like, the in-universe universe explanation is that, like, every time you die, you are essentially uh, <clears throat> um, an undead, and you and you respawn to an earlier point. That's it. Okay, makes sense. And then, like, the, the core mechanic in the first one is 
the more times you die, the more hollow you become or mm-hmm. like undead. Like you become less human every single time you die. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's literally that power. I mean, there, there's a bunch of different media yeah. that have explored this, this same idea. The more recent one was, uh, ReZero, an anime where, um, he has that power and like. Isn't that a game um, too? Yeah. Maybe. But okay. like, it's just like, it's an isekai. He, he's just a regular, like, uh, um, neat and he responds he like gets moved to this world and his only only power is that every time he dies he gets sent back to a save point essentially he's basically <laughs> safe scumming yeah okay he's literally just safe scumming every time he dies but he has no outstanding abilities otherwise which is kind of funny he has no physical abilities his magic sucks okay and all he has is knowledge uh, <laughs> knowledge is the strongest weapon Obviously, if you're a DC fan, you would know that knowledge is the most important thing for these movies and fans. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing, though, yeah. um, they don't do it in the main anime, but uh, there's like little spinoffs where, like, right. So, like in this in this movie, like every time he resets, like Rita shoots him in the head, right? Yeah. Well, like he dies, yeah. but like they show in a little spinoff, like every time. Uh, the, the protagonist in ReZero resets. Like he'll do like at one point, he's in this big conflict with like a cult, with like a like this demon girl and like a, one other person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to save all of you. And then he runs off to the side and jumps off a cliff. <laughs> he's like, I'll save all of you. And he's like super enthusiastic. And he just jumps off the cliff to reset. And in the spinoff, they show what happens afterwards. What happens? <laughs> from from yeah. other people's perspective. Oh. <laughs> it's like jumps off a cliff and they're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, they just like this mangled body on the bottom of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Master Sergeant where the first time he tries to roll under the car and away, he gets hit by the car and just like, oh, oh god. Like, oh god. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah, what, what the heck? What? Just like, <laughs> just imagining like all these all these like uh uh alternate universes where you just follow the people after he dies. Yeah. <laughs> the, and like, oh, oh god. god. <laughs> He's like hit by a car like oh god. Oh. Or, like every time she shoots him and then everybody's like, Why did you kill yeah. him? Oh my god. Oh just my shot god. it on our man. Shot it, dude. In cold blood. Shot him in the head. <sighs> It's so like, funny. That would it's be absolutely funny. hilarious. Yeah. Um, show you a little bit of it in the movie, but it's just just imagining that it's like. Um, I would love if they actually made a TV show out of this. Yeah, I would I'm love hoping it too. that I'm really hoping that the second movie can live up to what this first movie was. I hope so as if well. They, if they did everything the same and just like closed up all those little nitpicky things that like take you out of the movie a little bit. If they if they mm-hmm. get their core premise like their initial mm-hmm. premise a little bit better, and then like took away all these plot convenience like a few just a couple of the plot conveniences it would be just so wonderful. It would. Kind of hoping I, it's uh, not Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seriously hope that it's Emily Blunt. It's gonna be Tom oh, Cruise. Absolutely. She's the If they do Verdun, I'll lose my mind. That'd be amazing. That would make. Because they're so curious. Because that would make so a great many, movie. Like, yeah. 
they allude to it, but you don't know what happened or like how she fought, how she got out. Oh, so many crazy things. Yeah, and yeah. like it would still be funny because there are scenes where he's trying to lead her across the beach to get to the point where they can go to the dam, and she dies every time, so he has to reset. And like he's trying to explain to her, and they're like drawing this like complicated like football play map on on a ver- <laughs> like you know virtual beach. It's like okay, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, and she's like, "You're not explaining to me." <laughs> Clear. She's getting frustrated. She keeps dying. I was all right. That was kind of funny too. Yeah, it was yeah. such. It was like such morbid humor. Yeah, it's very morbid humor. <laughs> But when Tom Cruise dies, though, it's hilarious every single time. Yeah. And then wait. And then go. And then go. And then she dies again. I'm like, well. Every time, yeah, you're right. Every time Tom Cruise dies, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's. And I feel a little bit like it's the, like it's the uh, filmmaker making fun of Tom Cruise a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Every every single time, uh, there's a couple where he's just like, oh come on. Yeah. Is it crawling away? He's <laughs> like, I swear I'm okay, I'm okay, I can feel everything. Field. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, okay. He <laughs> just dies. Uh, I like how yeah. the the romance is like there, but it's very. It's off to the side. I don't know, it's very subtle. Yeah. It's yeah. very secondary yeah. to everything they, else. I love they that. Very much don't make it like the main focus of the film, and I really, really appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Like, yeah. I hate romance of any kind because it's not done well well no i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that it's yeah um not the focus it it is the focus and that it's like the like the narrative thrust becomes that yeah yeah, yeah. like he he, mm-hmm. he he stops wanting to take her on this because he knows she's gonna die every single time and he takes yeah. it solo and that becomes like his motivation like the last act of the film but, and he keeps giving her options like you don't have to do this. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't have to. I'll take the grenades at the yeah. end. I don't. I mean, I'll distract the the what you call it, the alpha, mm-hmm. so you can so throw the grenades die, in. Yeah, you can die. live. Yeah. But, but it works because it it kind of works with the meta commentary of the film where he's like not trying to win so much as he's trying to like save her at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is kind of nice. I liked it. it I, yeah, I kind of I kind of didn't like where where they kissed. Oh, that... I feel like okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. it probably would have worked better if they didn't kiss. Uh, that was not scripted, and Emily Blunt did it better as improv because she felt it was right. Really? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't in the script. Really? Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad, but I feel like it probably would have worked better without it. Yeah, uh, a yeah. little bit. I agree. Because, um, yeah. I feel like it doesn't really fit her character overall, the way she's portrayed. And then she's known him for, mm-hmm. at this point, like, hours. hours. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. See, like, the manga does that a little bit better because they actually spend a full day getting to know each other. I mean, it's still a full day, but they're both loopers. So then there's like a connection there, an instant connection. Um, yeah. But yeah. But man, did I I got so hyped at the end when I watched it in theaters when you see him like just walk up to her. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a moment that's paid off from stuff that set up for earlier it's in the film. So good. It's so really good. good. Yeah. 
man. And I hope he gets to, he talks to J-Squad and he just fights with everyone again. You know, that'd be awesome. But why would they fight? Everyone's dead. Oh no, the aliens are still there. They're just in disarray. At the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're just like easy. They, died. they didn't die, but they're just like there, so you still have to kill them just in case, you know, you never know. Because, oh. like, they say, what, the Russians are pushing in, and yeah. they're not being met with any resistance? Yeah. Because they're not fighting so I back. Assume that... Yeah. 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 They're just there. They're just there, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they were dead, then you'd just be like, you don't need to push in at all, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why you're right. The sequel, if it's taking place after the first movie, I don't think they can make a good story out of that. I think it'll be harder. I, I don't think that that would be good. Yeah. yeah. I think that if they make the movie take place beforehand, I think you have a great point. Really if good. it was like about Verdun, yeah. that would be amazing. If it's about Verdun, yeah. I think that'd be amazing. Or I don't even know what else they could do. If they showed maybe the very beginning of the war. Like, because this is year five that they're going into for the start. Oh, just uh, just them getting wrecked. <laughs> Humanity yeah, no, getting literally, wrecked. Like year year one through mm. four, <laughs> or years one through five up until that point of them like losing every single battle except for Verdun. Mm. That would be amazing. Mm. I think that there's a lot of potential there. There is. Be, I feel like it'd be more like a, a war movie, and you get like that. No, exactly. That sweet victory at the end. Slaughtered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Difficult to tell at this oh. point. It's in pre-production. There's not much information out right now that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they keep that, like the core competency of this film, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be a very enjoyable film. Yeah. As long as they don't try to make a cinematic fucking universe out of it. I don't think they will. Uh, there's not much to, uh, you know, <laughs> not much to use there. We bring in Batman. We bring in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes. Suicide Squad. Exactly what I needed. It'd be That'd like, be... Uh, yeah. The, the, the Edge of Tomorrow cinematic universe. Just Tom Cruise and his motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, just following a bunch of time loopers across the world. Oh, man. Well, that would be actually cool. Time loopers. <laughs> And it turns into the looper with Bruce Willis, you know? <laughs> or they follow the journey of a completely different looper <laughs> at a different point in the war that we know nothing about. Yeah. He just like the And then they all they all slowly team up and realize that there's more loopers. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thanos comes in and it's like I got the infinity gauntlet and it's like, but wait, we can just go back in time and it's like, oh. Yes. But I'm a looper too, so <laughs> This is trying to out-loop each other. Can you yeah. imagine the headache? Like, trying to think of a plot where everyone can loop, including the villain, and you're just trying to out-loop the other person? Like, holy cow, I would have a headache trying to write a story that's cohesive and works. The whole goal would be to capture the other loopers and not kill them. <laughs> and then give them blood. <laughs> <laughs> just take their blood. You know, it's like Highlander. You chop off a head, there can only be one, right? To steal their blood and say, I'm the strongest looper. I can loop back two days now instead of one. <laughs> Amazing. That'd be a... Sounds like an anime premise right there. Exactly, dude. 
Alright, I think someone who can loop five days. Yeah, let's just let's just end for uh for you two real quick and then we can keep talking. We'll just let's recap our mm-hmm. thoughts and then we'll just get a, do an outro here. Alright. Uh I'll go first and Isaiah and then Barry. How about that? Sound okay? Yeah. Alright, so yeah, again, I thought this movie just like Isaiah Isaiah, I watched it on a whim. Um, I think someone mentioned that it was awesome and I didn't believe him because I was like, it can't be, it doesn't look that great. And I watched it and I was like, holy cow, this movie is actually amazing. Um, I think it was well crafted. Uh, nothing really stands out to me in terms of cinematography or, um, the dialogue. A lot of it was forgettable for me. Like some parts stuck out, but like, yeah, I didn't. Rem- I didn't remember the side characters. The story is very light. It's just there to service the action, um, give it a framework. Uh, you know, the reason for them to do things. Um, cinematography isn't, you know, anything new or mind blowing, but it's clean. Like you can see what's happening. I like the editing too. It drives home the point of what's happening. You can you can understand it. It doesn't treat you like you're an idiot either, like Suicide Squad. <laughs> but yeah, uh, action, comedy, they have a little bit of romance, sci-fi. They got, you know, we're a family, J-Squad, we're a family. They don't say that. You know? <laughs> doesn't come out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it's awesome. The world is awesome. Uh, the enemies look awesome. Just everything about it is cool. It's cool. It's a cool movie. That's what I would say. Like, cool factor. Barry's absolutely right. Everything is cool in that movie. Um, it's just likable. I liked it a lot. It's a fun movie. I don't see how anyone can watch it and be like, this movie was garbage. You know, I, I think there's so many mm-hmm. ways to appeal to an audience that I feel like I'm really sad that it didn't do as well as it did. I feel like it's, it's a great film, uh, to have fun with, you know, um, also well-crafted. If you look at all the scenes, like Barry mentioned, um, all the props, everything, uh, fantastic. All right, those are my thoughts. I, I recommend it. I would say probably like, a, you know, eight suicide squads, you know. Eight suicide eight squads? Eight suicide squads. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess for me, I really enjoyed this film because I had no knowledge going into it mm. and i literally just watched it on a whim and it was something incredible so i guess it made me kind of sad that initially it wasn't well received yeah but i think this movie does such a good job in terms of how much care they put into making the sets and i feel like it's just such a good example of a really cool concept that's brought to fruition extremely well mm-hmm. where It's like, oh, time travel, (laughs) but less confusing and interesting. (laughs) Groundhog Day. Yes, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, Day. yeah. And I don't know. I I really just enjoy it for what it is. And it's not like the most, it's not like a cinematic masterpiece. Mm. And a lot of the scenes, I feel like there's some issue in terms of the way that they're shot and how it looks. It's like, Sometimes colored a little too dark, and it's a little confusing on what's going on action-wise, but... Shaky cam, dude. <laughs> yeah, shaky cam. <sighs> but, um... Yeah. 
it's the director, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's probably up there for some, one of my, maybe like top 10 favorite films. Wow. I've probably seen top it like five 10. times now, six times. Even though I know it's not necessarily like the High best praise. Yeah. movie yeah. ever created. Definitely. But it's really freaking good. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Like, it touched me. My heart that's like dying and not there, it, it sparked something. <laughs> yeah, and I think that we all just like to watch movies for the fun fact. For and, fun, and yeah. To enjoy them. I'm not right? studying. What are, these are these emotions I'm feeling? Yeah, I feel something. <laughs> what? Yeah. I feel things. <laughs> I feel things. But I, I felt like that movie did such a good job of just taking you along for the ride. And it's just totally. an exciting movie from fun beginning ride, to end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, absolutely fun. Don't think it's necessarily like the best movie ever created, but totally. it's still one of my favorites. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just my thoughts. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think, um, <clears throat> I think Edge of Tomorrow joins Blade Runner 2049, Annihilation, <laughs> and Pandorum in the graveyard of <laughs> underappreciated sci fi films that flopped majorly in box offices. <laughs> um, just nobody sees these movies, and it's it's liter it's actually baffling to me that people don't go to see these movies and go to see like I don't Suicide I don't Squad, know, Suicide Squad, and whatever other garbage is out there. <laughs> like this is such a this <laughs> is such a great film, and I think. I don't know if it's a cinematic version to sci-fi as a genre or what the hell is going on, but people just don't go to see these movies. This is the, probably the most palpable of those that I mentioned, and it's yeah. still yeah. bombed. It just bombed. Um, but it's such a wonderful film. It was made with clear focus and care. It has wonderful performances from all of the actors. Um, especially Tom Cruise is oh, yes. one of my favorite performances from him. I generally do not care for Tom Cruise as an actor. I find every role he's in to be really distracting <laughs> from the movie, you know? <laughs> like, you watch the movie, you're like, hey, it's just Tom Cruise. Um, Emily Blunt is absolutely wonderful in every yes. way in this movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, I highly recommend it, highly recommend it. I'd probably give it a very, very high eight. Um, suicide Squad? Very solid <laughs> eight Suicide Squads, yeah. yeah. I, I think I would touch touch a nine. Wow, okay. Just nine Suicide Squads? It's up. It's definitely up there for me. That's a lot of Suicide yeah. Squads, just saying, you know. It's, it's a lot. If it weren't for, like, all, like little, little plot contrivances mm -hmm. that kind of, like, irk you at the, in the back of your mind, I'd probably give it a nine. But it's still, like, they're they're completely ignorable. Yeah, they're completely ignorable. And they're yeah. also they're just small enough short. To yeah, just be completely dismissed. It's just yeah. like here, well, don't look at this. Look at this <laughs> instead. This is like, yeah, let's just move on. Yeah, move on. Move on. I like it. Though. I like how they don't waste your time. I appreciate that. You know, don't waste my time like Suicide Squad did. This stupid I like long that they dining. largely respect the audience's yeah. intelligence. Yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Alright, that's it. That's our thoughts. Do we that's a lot of Suicide Squads, which means this movie should be on your list to watch. Um it appeals to a wide audience. Does that mean it's our top right now? Then? I think it is our top. You gave it I a nine nine suicide yeah, squad. So that's the highest movie we have right now. Interesting. I mean, the rating scale is arbitrary, so we don't know the value of what one Suicide Squad is. <laughs> well, you know the rough value. <laughs> it's kind of like it's, time travel. We don't explain it. <laughs> yeah, we don't explain it. zero. So it has don't no explain. meaning. Don't explain yes. your mechanics. Exactly. We, we never explain it. You just have to accept it as is. Uh, yeah. Please check out this movie if you have nothing else to watch. It's amazing. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, I think Barry pointed out something that's really great too. Tom Cruise does a great job acting in this film. Uh, I liked his character. I hated him and then I liked him. So he did a job. Good job there. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, shoot. I was gonna say we should watch Tropic Thunder, but I think Barry, you brought up a, a list of great movies that doesn't get enough exposure. So what if we do one of those? If you, if you all are okay with it. Sure. What was the list? Annihilation, Pandora, Pandora twenty forty nine, and uh, Annihilation. Yeah, I wanted to see all of those movies. I've only seen bits and pieces of Pandora. Uh, let's not do that one because that one's kind of scary, right? I don't like scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's really not. It really, really isn't. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. Like the first maybe yeah. like thirty minutes is horror, but the rest is like oh, thirty minutes is a lot, dude. God. Damn, twenty-eight percent Rotten Tomatoes, dude. Like this movie got Holy. critically, critically people hate destroyed. I don't understand. It's actually great. But Annihilation was eighty-eight percent though, so very well. Uh, yeah, I remember Pandoran because my cousin is studying film and he's very picky about the movies he watches but he liked that movie a lot he said it was great it was interesting it was an indie film right or a small budget either way not a lot of money going in and they did something great with the story I know it's about they, they did a lot with what they had yeah that. it only uh, made 10 million in the box office that's sad <laughs> yeah yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Just nobody cares about these movies. Okay, Annihilation only made twenty mil. I'm, wow. I, I'm, I'm, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I kind of lean towards Blade Runner because I, I, I want to rewatch Blade Runner because when I watched it the, the first, first time, time or twenty forty nine, both. I'm gonna watch both. Oh, both. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't appreciate the first Blade Runner because I was too bored. Uh, that is a perfectly. I think that's perfectly valid. valid. Yeah. Criticism. Yeah. Because the first movie is it's, really it's slow. boring. It's I, slow, I yeah. think if I watched it again, I would appreciate it more. And I would have more fun if I kind of invested myself in the world. But, you know, it's not fun like Edge of Tomorrow, but it's better created. The world is more coherent. And there's a there's an actual story with, like, like reasons and feelings. <laughs> you know, like, it explores <laughs> deep concepts. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So I think if I watched it again, and then I watched, you know, 2049, uh, just thinking of 2077 now, uh, I think I would have more fun watching it now. I think now that I'm older and, and more mature, uh, and I've seen Suicide Squad, I think I can appreciate it a lot more. <laughs> but I'm down for anything, uh, even Pandora, even though I hate creepy stuff, but um, y- y- y'all pick. I'll pick. Uh, I'm down for Annihilation or Blade Runner. I okay. think. I don't know if I'm down for Pandora. <laughs> me, me too. I'm a little, I'm a little creeped. 
pussy? Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Right. Whoa, whoa. Maybe. It's, okay. Yeah. Like, seriously, it really isn't that much of a horror movie. I, I like, was creeped out. I just like some scenes where like a monster just, is hiding. I just don't know anything about it. But that's perfect. That's perfect. But you don't need to know anything about it. The trailer for Annihilation. I was like, this actually seems like a really good movie. Uh, um, Annihilation was. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call your. Yeah, um, just don't say anything. That's fine. Oh, well, uh... I'll say it's, it does not deserve the amount of money that it made. I'll say that. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, as in like, yeah. Oh, as like, in it's too like low. It, it should have, it should have done better. Ah, uh, okay. I it should have like... done better. But yeah, uh, it has Natalie Portman in it, right? Uh, Natalie has Natalie Portman. Um, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Oh, okay. That's a high. See, Natalie Portman. Ever since Thor, I I don't like her anymore because her character was so hateable and ruined the movie for me <laughs> that so I was just like, she's I so know she's so good. Though. What's it? Is it Gar- for Vendetta? No, right? V for Vendetta is awesome. And then is it Garden State? What's that movie? Uh, is it Garden State? I think I, I think Natalie Portman is a little bit inconsistent for me. Like, That's like some scenes, uh, some scenes I feel like she yeah. has like a lot of charisma uh, and gravity. Black Swan? Black Swan? Black Swan? Some, okay. And then once in a while, like, yeah. I don't know if it's... She turns into uh, her character from Thor? <laughs> and then you're like, why are you... What is the emotion in this scene? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, yeah. Annihilation. Um, oh, she was yeah. in Zion. Garden State, I like the movie a lot. Leon was was her breakout performance, I think. Yeah. Very yeah, early on. Child, child's like 12, yeah. I think. Yeah. Holy cow. Young. 12. Leon, I'm telling you guys, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a good film. Which of these three films have you guys actually seen? None? I have Which seen ones? none, and I've seen parts Blade of Pandora. 2049, Annihilation, Pandora. I've seen none I've of them. I've only seen 2049. Oh, you've seen 2049. I've seen 2049. Okay. I actually rewatched it a couple weeks ago. It was pretty good. All right, we we don't have yeah. We don't have to watch it if you want to watch a new movie one then. No, it's okay. Okay, uh, I don't care. Yeah, you guys I mean, pick. I vote for for Pandora. Mr. Oh. Oh, I think we're gonna I have to watch it. Nice. What is and we need to sway the vote. <laughs> we need to sway the vote. Uh, sway the vote. Yeah, pick something else. <laughs> pick um, something else. <laughs> I'm down for. Annihilation or Blade Runner or we could even watch Leon if you guys are down <laughs> Leon my... I think that movie has enough uh, critical acclaim I think it's too hyped it's too <laughs> no not that I just want to bring more I promote the smaller Obscure ones films. yeah like Edge of Tomorrow I feel like mm. deserved a lot more that's, that's fair that's fair um, I think Leon is held in my heart if you want to promote a movie that deserve more I would I would do Annihilation then yeah, I mean, in the... watch a spooky movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. I I don't like scary things. Okay, I hate it. I, that's why, I, like, when you recommended it, I was like, oh, I thought this movie was bad. But then, since you recommended, I was concerned checking it out. But you know, I I don't like creepy stuff. <laughs> Have you seen Event Horizon? I did. That that's why I don't want to watch anymore. You know. <laughs> I know it's, that movie's tame. I know that movie's tame by... It's not as bad... It's not even as bad as Event Horizon, I'd say. Okay. Uh, Pandorum. Okay. It's more of like a psychological thriller. I hate psychological thrillers. That scares me more than <laughs> jump scares. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to have to convince you guys to watch this movie because it's... How about, how about we think about it after next week, you know? How, how about if you win Star Wars? Oh, <laughs> if, win Star Wars if you win Star Wars, we have to watch Pandora? Oh, okay, I like this. I like this. Stakes, right? This is stakes. You're right. You win, we You're have right. to something else. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Uh, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield <laughs> Earth. No. <laughs> I was like, wow, we're going to do that. It's no. a lose lose for me. <laughs> It's too much. It's too much. How about we make make Barry watch Battlefield Earth and then he has to do a podcast solo and we're just like reacting to him. We just make fun of him. We just make fun of him (laughs) for having... We just be like, it's 90 minutes of... uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, This is worse than Suicide Squad? Question mark? (laughs) I don't know. My future is some incredible stuff. Uh, all right, all right. Well, Annihilation you... is probably going to be pretty good, but that that is going to be a really yeah? deep dive podcast. Um, I'm fine with that. You can dive as deep as you want. I'll just be there for just diving on the surface, and then, but all right, you guys take be, it away. <laughs> just because of yeah. just because of the the main themes in the movie and the way everything's presented, it invites you to think a lot about it, which I which I oh, which I personally like. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're leaning towards that, I'm I'm all for it. It asks the audience to think more about, more than the surface level about what they're seeing. So, that's that's my that's my non-spoiler review for you guys. Oh, I'm down. Is it you down? Because you haven't watched it yet, right? Annihilation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. All right, let's do that then. A fresh take, two fresh takes, and then Barry's uh deep deep take. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, have you guys seen Solaris? No. Solaris? Was it, it Solaris? I'm sorry, hold on. Is it Solaris? 1971. That's probably it. And <clears throat> the. But George sent to a space station orbiting a planet called Solaris to investigate the death of a doctor and the mental problems of cosmonauts in the station yeah there's the original and then there's the remake um it's oh. like old the original is super old school russian sci-fi um oh, that's interesting and then there's the 2002 ver- version yeah the George the 2002 Clooney. version it's not it's not as good but it's still okay all okay. right um, ah, okay that movie also i think flopped me <laughs> like it was <laughs> it was an interesting film Again, mm-hmm. it invited some some deeper thought. Um, okay. If if you have time in the week, I would invite you to watch in addition, like before, maybe before Annihilation, Solaris, the original or the uh, remake. Honestly, either. Okay, all of them. Watch the, both. The, the remake is probably more palpable, but the original <clears throat> is probably more thematically relevant. And then, um, like. Oh, wait, 2002 space or, or uh, a space odyssey yeah uh i'm, I'm assuming you guys have seen like yeah Alien i have and, uh, i've seen it yeah um yeah well like annihilation is draws a lot of stuff from space a odyssey. wide yeah from like a space odyssey like solaris 
like other other sci-fi. Okay. So if you have, like, you don't need you don't need to do it, but if you have if you have a little bit of time, I mean, if it helps me grasp annihilation better, then I'll I'll watch it. Cause I remember I watched two thousand one really young. I think I rented it on VHS actually. I was watching it. I think I was in grade school. And I was like, okay, there's monkeys. There's a giant black stone. I don't get what's happening. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're in a space station. Just a bunch of people talking. There's a computer with the red eye. I think he's evil. I'm not sure. And then that's my memories of the movie. So it would help to watch it again. <laughs> oh, it's like the Dave. Sorry, I can't do that, Dave. That's... that's that's all I remember. The memes. Oh. Alright, I think everyone went to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm gonna go as well. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> Problems with doing a live podcast. This is where you would insert the ad. Be like, alright, now a word from our sponsors. Uh, we're... <sighs> Shout out to our sponsors, uh, um, whiskey and and beer. <laughs> thank you for fueling my life. <laughs> no, thank you for giving me life. <laughs> Precisely. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Solaris in particular is probably a good preface for watching animation. <gasps> Arrival. <laughs> Arrival. Arrival? That for, that's that's <laughs> another movie that I feel like was so good and no one cared about. And like I had a lot of friends talk to me about this movie and they're like, This is the most garbage film I've ever seen and I was like But why? What? The movie was so good. <sighs> Makes me sad. <laughs> but Arrival made money. Hmm. Did it though? It did. It did. Really? Uh, the demand, like, it didn't make a lot of money, but it made a respectable profit. So um, budget was forty-seven mil, and it made two hundred mil. So yeah, yeah. Four times. It still didn't. Bad. It's. I'd say that's that's about as good as it could have gotten, because um, that type of movie is not. It's not like a. a a popcorn crunching, like turn your brain yeah, off it's, film it's for slow. general audiences. Alright. <laughs> Any movie that invites the audience to think about something is pr- immediately on the back foot. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to think about something. I'm done. No. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not watching this garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Is this cool? Yeah. What is this? I don't want to learn. <laughs> I don't want to be challenged. Oh man, I have to feel things too? Oh no, that's double no no. I liked Interstellar. Like, I did not like Interstellar. Oh really? Yeah, I was entertained by Interstellar. I thought it would, uh. It did a lot of great things and then. Um. It was, it was alright. It's love. It's love. I know, it's love. It's about family. It's about family. Yeah. Bro, I was dead. After that, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you just delete like the last ten minutes of the movie, if you yeah, if you just like yeah. pretend the movie ends when he's like pu- plummeting into the black hole, it's mm-hmm. like standing ovation. Like, oh, 
Oh. Beautiful film. Well done. Beautiful. <laughs> Man. That's like well, Suicide Squad. Story plot, three. Yeah. If you just cut the film when they're just like uh, uh, falling I'm towards to the, the furnace. <laughs> you're like, applaud. <laughs> you're like, bravo. Greatest film ever made. Incredible. Uh, you know, My that God. part was apparently it scared some kids. Well, yeah. I bet it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I'm, I'm not a kid anymore, so I can't relate. But I was like, oh. I was like, Nino, this is how garbage is destroyed. Ah, it makes sense now. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I definitely shed a tear in that scene. Oh, I like, didn't feel anything. My heart was gone by that. Well, yeah. cold, dead heart. Yeah, my cold, dead Toy heart. Toy Story 4 with Keanu Reeves. The Keanu songs. Dude, kaboom. <laughs> Bro, it's going to be so good. I mean, he's going to be like... We need guns. <laughs> guns. Lots of guns. If he, do, if he does an homage to John Wick, I'll, that'll be amazing. Or like, whoa, I know Kung Fu. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, also, um, yeah. Spider-Man's coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. July 2nd. That's really That's soon, July 2nd? Yeah, July really? 2nd. This okay. Tuesday. So the opening weekend would technically be the 4th, 5th, 6th. I can't Tuesday watch it. Pre-screenings. Yeah, and then uh, July Fourth weekend is the official release. I'm not gonna watch it on opening because oh. it's too expensive. I'm gonna watch it on. Actually, wait. wait I think really, all matinee really, prices 4th? are six bucks. Uh, July second is the release, official release, which means that's the Tuesday, which is generally like uh, pre-screening audiences. Yeah, it really and usually then, comes out on Friday or like Thursday. No, midnight, right? well, like wait. The 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 opening weekend is stretched to like Wednesday night now, essentially. That's weird because oh, because July fourth. The release date is the twenty eighth of July. Twenty eighth. Oh, really? June. Yeah, like so it's early. No, that makes sense because I remember like didn't Endgame air first in Korea, so like the bootleg copies were had like Korean subtitles. Already, yeah. yeah. Yeah, usually the first Marvel releases are either in Asia or Australia, timeline-wise. Interesting. Dang, so I might watch it a few days before you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spoil it. You're like, guys. Mysterio's a bad guy. I'm like, I knew that. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Mysterio's evil. I was like, oh, oh, I never saw that one coming. Mysterio, a bad guy? He looks so good. A wholesome guy. (laughs) I mean, he might be the bad guy, but is he the antagonist? Uh, <laughs> the bad guy? No, he's not the. Where's maybe Spider-Man isn't even the protagonist. Mysterio the is protagonist. both. He's the protagonist and the antagonist. He's his own worst enemy. Wow. A flawed hero. <laughs> yeah, flawed hero. Tragic flawed hero. hero. I'm 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 looking forward to that film very much. Me I too. think it'll be very good. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to watch it then. Next, it's gonna be within like the next week, maybe next. Two my weeks. big prediction is that it's gonna be the movie that sets up the next ten years of the Marvel universe. So <laughs> this is this is the new Iron Man one. The, it actually is. I mean, it's it's a very clear strategy. So, it better do well then. Yeah, it better be. <laughs> it better be because balls. Wait. 
Wasn't what's the whole plot with like the old grandma spider lady who was like you know can see everything and it's like a chessboard and like positioning heroes and stuff and like is that is that uh, the new storyline or no? No. No. Okay. It's not gonna be in there. Um, I just thought you're talking was... about Madam Web. Madam Web. Yeah. Yeah. Madam Web is a whole fucking thing about how Spider-Man mm-hmm. is not Spider-Man because there's just some kid that had the bad luck of being bitten by a spider, but is actually the result of destiny and of, of the web of, 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 of like the web of the universe, whatever it's called, selecting a Spider-Man in every universe. <clears throat> and then they have a role to play and they must like, they're, they're like, they're like kind of the champion. They're, they're the, uh, the Shazam <laughs> of, of the web of the universe and Madam Web uh watches over the multiverse and it's just it's a it's a fucking mess. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. I just remember that in the cartoons and I was like, Well, I I I'm like I'm okay with this I think. Question mark. I don't know what's I happening, mean, but Yeah, it's <laughs> it kinda works, but it's mostly uh, kind of a dumb idea that I really don't expect them to touch on until I mean, I guess they could because they're touching on the multiverse. They are. That's what I was thinking with that. But hmm. I, I really don't expect it. Gotcha. I really don't gotcha. expect it. It would distract a lot from the character drama of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, it yeah. could work. I think that would take away more than it would add. Like, this movie is all about yeah. Spider-Man dealing <laughs> with the loss of Tony Stark and coming into his own. Exactly. And you don't. You don't mm-hmm. need to introduce like Madam Web and like the multi and like exploring the multiverse and like um the place you would introduce Madam Web is like probably Secret Wars or oh, yeah. um like the the uh, death of one of his girlfriends, whichever version. Or of her. Uh, I remember the TV <laughs> show where they started introducing clones and everyone was a clone. And like Superman married a clone of Lois Lane, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, what if they make that for Spider-Man, where like everyone's a clone? They have, they have, they have. Uh, he has two separate clone sagas. Dang. Okay. Three. So I guess exactly three. <laughs> All right. I'm just thinking that'd be pretty so hilarious. Nice. It's like Tony Stark is alive, but it's a clone, and then there's like, well, everyone's a clone now. Mary Jane, she's a clone too. Just married a clone, Spider-Man. So how it works in, uh, I actually don't remember the main, uh, 616 Marvel version, but in, um, um, Ultimate Comics, which is what most of the movies are loosely based off of, mm-hmm. uh, the clone saga in Ultimate Comics was that, um, his dad shows up one day, right? Uh-huh. He just shows mm-hmm. up and he's like, dad, aren't you like super dead? <laughs> And he's like, no, I'm back. And then, like, uh, that triggers this chain of events. And then, um, his girlfriend, his dead girlfriend, not Mary Jane Watson, but, um. Is this the Truman Show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is it Gwen Stacy? I thought she turns into Black Cat. No, that's Felicia Harding. Oh. Uh, maybe Gwen Stacy, but mm-hmm. like basically one of his girlfriends shows up as well, and then she becomes Carnage, 
And he's just like, what the fuck is happening? Wait, she becomes carnage? <laughs> I thought like, it was a... She just starts yeah. spiraling all out of control. And then, like, sp- like, a spider girl shows up, and he's like, who the fuck is you? He's <laughs> like, I'm your female like, clone. <laughs> it's basically, the basic premise of the story is his life just completely falls apart. Right? Like, all these people that he thought had been dead, or people that he's never met that like directly fuck with like his core character just starts showing up and he's like what is happening who made the clones and, then, like, and why huh. um so doc ock makes the clones oh okay and, like he's been employed by like uh, the cia or something to mm-hmm. create uh basically super soldiers and he, be- he used uh spider-man's dna as the base to create clones that you basically but, act as like soldiers. Wouldn't that not work? Cause he, he got bit by a spider and that gave him the powers and his DNA remains unaltered unless that somehow changes DNA. Yeah. No, so that's, that's the core premise is that like he deliberately uses his DNA cause, uh, he could have done it with like Captain America or something, but he's like, it, like, this is just my work. It just so happens that it ruins your life in every single way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm totally fucking with you here. And uh, as it turns out, all the clones die because they're genetically unstable because, yeah, he's not the result. It's not from his mutant factor or whatever. It's because he has, like, this spider venom in him, this radioactive spider yeah. venom that's making him Spider-Man. And they all just die. Wow. Like slowly, like his dad clone dies. His like, so dad dark. dies twice. <laughs> like yeah. the, the the I believe his girlfriend clone dies. But what but happens the to Carnage then? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just he just dies, and he's like, oh my god. But one survives, and that's uh-huh. the direct clone of him, but female. Ah, oh, so female Spider-Man. <laughs> so that's where Spider Girl comes from in the Ultimate Universe. Is a, oh. a female clone of him. And it's kind of fun, actually. Wait, wait, what? This is that's disturbing, though. Why would Doc Ock make a female version of Spider-Man? Just saying, just well, he's story. just like like messing around with the different versions, like sequencing. The oh, DNA. is he which one's better? Yeah, like okay. uh, uh, like he makes like a Scarlet Spider. He makes like the four like the four armed Spider-Man. You know, that comes out <laughs> out of this. Like he makes like a super like fucked up Spider-Man. That's just like got a melted face. Bizarro. Yeah, like Bizarro Spider-Man, and then he makes Spider 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 Girl, mm. or Spider Woman, or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. and she ends up being the one that survives, and she sticks around for a while, and it's super funny because she ends up like dating a bunch of Peter's friends. He's like, oh, this is incredibly weird. Yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, like he like dates like uh, Brock. Uh, um, no, like uh, Fantastic Four, Human Torch. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Because they're friends in Ultimate <laughs> Comics. And he's like, dude, you're dating me. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it actually is kind of cool. But yeah, this is like this whole clone saga. And it, um, they did it in 616 Main Marvel back in, I think, the 1980s. And actually, right now, they're actually, or not now, Oh, I don't remember what which storyline they're going through again now, but they redid redid it again recently with all new all different Marvel. Wait, like another like a year ago. Wasn't there a story arc where Spider Man's like he's mutating because of his spider powers and he grows like, you know, three other four arms? 
Yeah, he becomes like the man spider. The man spider, yeah, the man, not Spider Man, man spider, and then uh, man he he gives it to Vulture, and then Vulture turns into man spider, but Vulture. I don't I don't remember that part, but I remember okay. he was working with like Doc Connors, uh, the lizard, to try to cure it, and the yeah, he literally happens. turned into man spider. <laughs> yeah. And he had like, like four arms. Yeah, and he was like, uh, that, I don't think that's how it work. Like, <laughs> I guess it makes sense that humans think uh, there's, there has to be eight limbs, so let's give him four more arms. Yeah. How it's, do you even hide that? Weird. Yeah. How do you want? You're just like hugging yourself, and you look pregnant. Because you got, you know, oh. humans don't have six arms, so you got to hide the four arms somehow, right? Something like that. I would probably not. I would probably not expect them to do Man Spider anytime soon. The Man Spider would be probably, hilarious. They would probably do something like introduce Norman Osborn or. That's not. That's uh, overplayed, dude. Let's get rid of the Osborns, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he's like a he's a pretty major villain in Marvel Comics as a whole, as is Doc Ock, Doctor Octopus. Let's get rid of that guy. Let's just bring in Kingpin, you know? (laughs) Just bald guy. Just big bald guy, you know? I mean, they're big, pretty big shakers and movers in the Marvel Universe as a whole. Yeah, I know, I know. Just just like, oh, how many times are we going to go through the cycle where like, oh, this guy's his friend, and all of a sudden he's a villain, we didn't see it coming. The the cool thing about um, Spider-Man's villains is, and and it's part partly just because he was so popular that all of his like be, like rogues gallery crossed over with a bunch of other people. Um, is that they they cross over a lot. So hmm. if they if they very carefully write this, they could say, okay, we're gonna introduce the kingpin, and we can roll that over into like Daredevil and yeah. like yeah. Uh, Iron Fist and these guys. Or like the Prowler, or like uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> oh my God, I would love for them moon to do Knight. a Moon Knight movie. Like Sailor Moon, or like you know, he's fucking Moon Knight, and he's a guy that dresses in like a white costume with like a white cape, and he throws little crescent moons at people. And you're like, why would you wear? Why would you wear white? So so <laughs> like a ninja. White in New York. <laughs> Rolling through alleyways and rooftops. I gotta look at a picture really? of Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> it's so goofy <laughs> that it's great. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like Spider-Man's like whole world gallery is so iconic. Like they have like Silver Sable, which is a love interest. You have like Black Cat, Felicia Harding. Yeah, you weren't uh, joking. Just He's wearing all white. Those moons at people. Yeah. He's just he just throw moves at people. You're like that's that's his whole character. That's mm. it. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, uh, like that's that's a character that you could throw in, and like you just like, it's like a bit character, like the Shocker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love the Shocker. Man, he's wearing yellow and just shocks yeah, people. It's, like, it's a villain I can get behind. Right. He's like, who are you? Yeah. I'm Moon Knight. <laughs> no, I'm the you? Shocker. I throw moons. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Let me just punch uh, you in the head okay. real quick. Oh man! Uh, but yeah, like they can funny. introduce these villains and have them roll over into more Superman films. Like, there's a lot of his villains are villains for like Luke Cage, Punisher, Daredevil, mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's a very smart way of branching, like re-expanding the Marvel Universe after having murdered half of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Mm. I would not be surprised if uh, Mysterio is not the only villain we find in this movie. Bad Mm -hmm. guy. (laughs) Antagonist. Antagonist. Antipasta. (laughs) Antipasto. Antipasto, yes. It's green. How can you trust it? Don't know what it what it is. What I would love to fucking see, because yeah. they're in Europe, is like Captain Britain. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Captain America? Captain Britain. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Wait, Captain I thought you yeah. were just being smart there, Woody. Oh no, he's at, he's his uniform he's is the thing. flag. <laughs> yeah, he's real. British flag. He's real. Okay, I'm learning things. It's a real thing. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. I would love for him to just show up and then uh, just like be in a scene for a minute and just nobody cares. Because <laughs> that's how his character is. Oh, uh, wait. Combo. He doesn't have a shield though, does he? No. He's powered by magic. <laughs> he's not a super soldier like Captain America? I don't remember all of his lore, but I, I think uh, literally <clears throat> Merlin gives him his powers. And you're like, whatever, dude. You try like nobody cares. Uh, whatever. <laughs> no one cares. The first time I'm hearing of this guy. Captain Britain. He works with Sword, which is the space version of Shield, which also nobody cares about. Okay, okay. Sword, <laughs> Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. You Got get it. it. Yeah. Get Pokemon. It? Pokemon game. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's that's also where Carol Danvers spends most of her st- her time is in as in the sword in the space, sword. Oh. which just nobody cares about. It's like where where you put characters that nobody cares about. <laughs> sword, the defenders of space. It's like the 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 space something division. Oh wait, you know, Nightcrawler was in Sword. Listen, like if we're gonna do. If we're going to deep dive into comic books, this is going to take literally the next week. <laughs> Who's Phoenix 3? Is that the third iteration of Phoenix? Uh, there are a couple different iterations of Phoenix. The thing with the Phoenix Force is the Phoenix Force, there was only one Phoenix Force in the entire multiverse. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's the, um, it's basically the avatar of all the energy of everything that's ever lived and ever will live. Like, it's basically the uh, avatar of life itself. Okay. Right? In the entire multiverse. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. And there's only one. But um, it can split off. It can basically splinter off into different entities. And uh, Jean Grey was the Phoenix Force at one point. That um, we know, yeah. Yeah, obviously. <clears throat> uh, Cyclops. Um, a couple, a few other people. Cyclops, um, okay. The... Lady that turns her, the, the psychic that turns herself into a diamond. I don't remember her name. <laughs> diamond girl. <laughs> diamond I feel like girl. a living diamond. Yeah, she was in uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I remember. Yeah. She oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh-huh. like, so the Phoenix Force gets distributed to different people, and like, it has wildly. It's kind of their hand wavy way of saying that, like. Even if they are the Phoenix, they don't necessarily have all the Phoenix's powers. So it, it kind of retcons the fact that 
like some like the Phoenix Force in some some writing, like just flies by like a galaxy and like eradicates life in that galaxy. Oh. Or like nice. in another story where like they fight like nice. the Hulk or like Captain Britain and they just lose and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but how? Uh, yeah. But how? <laughs> Captain so Britain looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah, he looks so dumb. <laughs> There's a bunch of, like, this is from an era of comic books where they're just, like, it's just a hero of the week, villain of the week. There's, like, Captain Britain. There's, like, Captain Mexico, Captain Canada. What? Are these um, real? <laughs> like, that's not necessarily their names, but that's what they were. There's, oh, okay, like, okay, uh, okay. I gotcha, um, gotcha. Captain Russia. <laughs> you, know, you mean Red Skull? Uh, no. He's from Germany, you fucking I know, racist. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grouping up all the war villains, you know, in World War One, World War Two, just into one category, you know. Um, just called the Red Guardian. I'm sorry, the Red the Guardian. Guardian. Okay. Same thing. And uh, again, nobody cares. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I care. Why should they? Nobody cares. Um, yeah, it's just like this long list of weird. Heroes and villains that are kind of around, mm. and once in a while they just pull them off the shelf and like write them into a story, and then they're immediately gone again because nobody cares. Like uh, <clears throat> like the gladiator, or um, any of the Eternals really. <laughs> they just they just show up sometimes. You're like, oh, wait, okay. was gladiator just literally a gladiator? Gla- the gladiator? Yeah. Um, uh, imagine Ronan with a mohawk. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's it, that's it, that's it. Except for, like, a lot more powerful. He was, like, the Herald of Galactus at one point, I think. He's, like, mm. super strong. He's okay. one of the, uh, the, the super unique pantheon of Marvel heroes that's, uh, basically Superman. <laughs> basically Superman, all right. There's a lot of them. Captain Marvel? <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel, Gladiator, The Sentry. Um, Silver Surfer? <laughs> no, not Silver Surfer. Uh, Silver Guy Who Surfs? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> there, there, there are a bunch of them. Okay, oh, Thor. Okay. Uh, Thor is riding. With a hammer. There's like Power Princess, which is a uh, literally just Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there there are there are a lot of them. <laughs> uh, Hyperion, Hyperion, and Sentry are probably the two main ones. Hyperion is literally just Superman. <laughs> like, that's just what he is. Literally Superman. And Ooh, like, well, what about Batman? Fashion. Huh? Where's Batman? Batman? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think they have some parables for him, but like mostly they're just Superman. <laughs> just like a lot of different versions of Superman and Wonder Woman. I want a Batman parallel. Just call him Man Bat. And I don't remember yeah. if Deadpool Wombat. was originally making fun of DC or if DC was originally making fun of Marvel. I feel like Deadpool was making fun of uh, Deadshot or whatever. In uh, Suicide Squad, yeah, 
Like, it uh, was literally just a parody of that character. <laughs> oh, everything comes back to Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. Everything comes back to Suicide Squad. <laughs> Full circle. circle. Yeah, and then it goes again because it's a circle. So it just keeps going. <clears throat> Suicide Squad is uh, DC's attempt at doing uh, the Avengers. Oh, I was going to say Which Avengers. was like Doc Ock, Norman Osborn, uh, The Shocker, Sandman, and... Okay. The other guy that nobody particularly cares about. <laughs> I can understand the villains you mentioned, but The Shocker is just literally a thug who can shock people with his fists. What the heck is he doing there? Uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't actually. Maybe it's not the shocker. Maybe it's Electro. Electro. Oh, Spider-Man's villains suffer from <laughs> massive power scale issues, where you have like Electro, who's <clears throat> basically like a slightly less powerful Thor, and then you have the Shocker, who's yeah. basically a guy with a taser. Just tase this. It's kind of charming, really, because like sometimes Spider-Man's fighting a guy who's literally he's just a guy with a gun. <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay. And then uh, the next yeah. issue, he's fighting, like, Sandman, who's theoretically one of the most powerful beings out there. Because you're, like, unkillable. What are you saying? <laughs> you're just a giant, like, mess. You're, you're, you're fucking, um, um, the Sunakage from, from Naruto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, dude, I the forgot about Craven, dude. Just, just, guy. Guy would whip. And long hair. Yeah. He doesn't have powers, right? He's just like... Just like super manly like, man. Like, there, there are a bunch of villains that Spider-Man faces up against where it's just like like a guy in a shitty costume with like a <laughs> yeah. gun or like some gimmick. Uh, and recently, they, yeah. they, they've, they've pulled that out a lot more. Like, they, they're... A lot more tongue in cheek about it, like where they pull they'll pull these old characters out and yeah, like, remember like, him? Are you, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? And he just punches some in the head <laughs> and they fall. <laughs> done. It's, done. Like, it's like the guy in Indiana Jones is like doing all these sword moves and he just he's looking at him and they just shoots him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's my expectation. Is they're probably going to roll in a lot of villains. Or at least at least one major villain, in addition to Mysterio in this film. Wait, there's a Sinister um, Twelve. Yeah, there's like a Sinister Six. Uh, the Squadron Supreme was what I was talking about earlier, which is literally just the Justice League. Okay. It's literally the Justice League. There's a Sinister they have, Seven. They have Hyperion. They have Power Princess, who is Wonder Woman. They have Nighthawk, who I guess is Batman. Okay. They have the <laughs> the Wizard. The wizard who is the flash. The wizard sounds like you're peeing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's literally just making fun of the Justice League. Mm, okay. And they just show up sometimes. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's weird stuff. It's weird stuff. When you go through the entire Marvel chronology, it's why I'm kind of terrified for Marvel because. At some point, they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah. As far shocker. as shocker. <laughs> well, they already had the shocker. Yeah, yeah. And they've proved the bottom. shocker that yeah. they can write in like a fucking dumpster tier villain and make it at least funny, you know? 
but at some point they're going to be like pulling out like the Captain Britons or like um is Rhino in Spider-Man? Uh the guy in the Rhino suit, just Juggernaut yeah, but not Juggernaut. Or like or like Sauron. Um Sauron who is not who is not Yeah. Uh, Sauron from Lord of the Rings. He's, <laughs> he's a mutant whose, whose power is literally that he looks like a pterodactyl, but he can't actually fly because <clears throat> his bones are super brittle. What? And he's just essentially completely useless. <laughs> so it's a pterodactyl that oh, can't fly. That's, okay. that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, he's li- literally useless in every way. And like every single story he's in, like it's like, like knocked off a building. He's like, oh, I can't fly. I'm going to break all my bones here. And then he does. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> they're just like a, like these joke characters. And they're all terrible. <laughs> At some point, they're going to be start, start having to pull from like the 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 deepest, darkest reaches of the of the Marvel cupboard. And uh, I'm not looking forward to that day. Man, do you think they'll run out in like the next couple of years, or like? <laughs> no, we'll be, we'll be we'll be like suffering from like dementia by the time this happens. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a very real fear. Yeah, otherwise they'll just reboot everything, I guess. Iron Man's back alive. <laughs> yeah. Except he's a clone. It's not a real Iron Man. It's a clone Iron Man. <laughs> Digital Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. Hologram. Holographic Robert Downey Jr. They've probably scanned him for his likeness by now so that they can just right. recreate him. Dude, that's kind of a scary will. future. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even own your own appearance. Disney does. They're like, in the future, you have to sign over your rights to your likeness. Well, they scanned Stan Lee at his request so that he, they they can put him in cameos until the end of the heat death of the universe. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> a little bit, but it was at his express wishes, which makes it okay. Yeah, that makes it okay, I guess. I guess. Was it, though? What if it was at gunpoint? Like, from what I've read, yeah. like, Stan Lee was so delighted to do these little cameos. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's every that's good movie. That's awesome. Like it was literally <clears throat> keeping him alive at the end. That's so sad. That's kind of sad, It's actually yeah. a little bit sad because, like, his, his wife passed away and, like, typically when something happens with, like, that happens with a senior citizen, like, they are not long for the world, right? That kind yeah, of emotional yeah. blow. And, like, he held on for a while just because he's like, I want to finish out these next few films. I want to be, I want to, I want to be, I want to be there for the creation of this. And, like, he got scanned in, like, he did some lines for them, and then he passed away. Mm. Like, he's a guy that clearly was just so delighted to see all these characters that he had written and helped create, like, come to life on the silver screen. And, uh, Props to him, because, like, he was, as far as I'm aware, 100% for, like, this digital thing where they could okay. put him into movies. Because, like, every, like, when like when, you, when directors are interviewed about Stanley, they're like, 
uh, I had so much respect for him, you know, like I love mm. to talk to him, talking to him about these old stories, but every time I try to start a conversation, sound just be like, yeah, but what about this cameo in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I mean, he, he right. clearly had a lot of fun with it, which is great. Yeah, I like this cameo in, in Ragnarok where he cut Thor's hair. It's like, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> you will not touch my hair. Like, please kind of uh, I think I'm gonna head out. Alright, well, it's yeah. a good place to end. Yeah. A little sad place. Uh, that was a good minute. You in uh, Tokyo now? Yeah, I've been for like a week now. Yeah. It's aight. Aight? Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Turn into but... a weeb yet? Uh, absolutely not. You gonna watch the animes? No. This is my sixth time in Japan. Wait, have you yet to become a is, is anime like prevalent? It's like everywhere in Japan. I feel like it's not because when I saw interviews with adults, I feel like they didn't watch anime, and it's like bigger here than it is there. Unless no, you're talking about kids, here. no. But like, uh, it's not mainstream, right? No, it's, it's mainstream. It's is just it? not. Yeah, it's not like people watch anime nonstop. But like, you'll see like posters and advertisements and like promotional stuff all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. You'll see like, people reading manga on the trains and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's normal. Like adults or kids? Yeah, like adults. Both. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's that's hentai. That's that's not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Wait, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I read that dojin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Dude, is it, have you done Mario Kart? Mario Kart? No, dude, no. Do it. No, bro. Be the evil in the world. No, I will. I refuse. I did it. It was so much fun. No regrets. It was so much fun. No regrets. It was so much fun, dude. You play like real Mario Kart? No, we're like you. You get into like a costume and you Uh drive uh, go karts through the streets of Tokyo. Is that legal? yeah, it's illegal-ish. Okay, okay. It's legal-ish, yeah. Legal-ish. That's good enough, right? And it's not like you're going through like little side streets. Like you go through Shibuya Crossing, you go through like uh, <laughs> like oh every major city center area. Can't you get hit by cars if you're not careful? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Super sketch. All right, but all right. It's complete. Oh, it was so worth it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like, How does that even work? Turn. Where do you go to get the go kart? Well, it's a company that does it. Oh, okay. Do you sound like yeah, a waiver where it's like, if I die, I won't sue you? Uh, something like that. Like probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> it's like it was like seven, like seventy bucks or something for like an hour of uh, go karting through, mm-hmm. which is actually not that bad. It's not that I was bad. Yeah. It to be more expensive. Yeah, it's kind of similar here, just but it's more ghetto. It's like a track, indoor track that you drive around. Yeah, but it was it was so much fun. It mm. was actually so much fun. Highly how, recommend. How do they know that you're driving for an hour though? Can you just like drive more and then come back? Well, no, they have a guide that's with you. You have to follow the guide. So oh, you have a tour. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I just I just thought they let you free, and I was like, this can go wrong in so many ways. You're like, <laughs> you're like I'm like lost. I'm driving around. You like flip over, car runs you over. <laughs> like, 
I definitely got separated from the group by a red light at some point. Yeah, what about red lights too, you know? Like, what do you do? You just to catch like, up to them? like a couple blocks ahead of me, and like they're all staring back at me, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Red light, drive through a red light, you get hit by a car, like I'm just imagine like the edge of tomorrow. Like cars and pedestrians around yeah. me, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> Okay. Konnichiwa, gaijin desu. Gaijin desu. are like, it's me, Mario. I only ever see freaking, like, tourists doing that. It's always tourists. It's always tourists. I'm sure the average Japanese person would be completely mortified to do something. Gaijins, you can die doing this. No, just the shame. The shame. Like we don't well, talk to that. Like the, yeah. the embarrassment is part of what makes it wonderful. Just wallow in it. It's like sexually pleasurable. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Barry. I don't know. <laughs> They're kind of uh, I explain some things. <laughs> uh, I would just go for sushi, honestly. In Japan? Yeah. Uh, the sushi was great, but like, yeah, it was a lot more fun to just meet people in Japan and hang out. Like Japanese people or like other gaijins? Yeah, Japanese people. Oh, they talk to you? I figured they would be too shy. Listen, yeah, uh, people have said that music is the language of the world. No. Oh. Alcohol is the language of the world. Absolutely. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see where you're going with like this. A little, yeah. If you walk into a hole in the wall... Bar that is like barely, if ever, serviced foreigners, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh my god, I don't speak English." Nihongo okay this guy. Like, I speak booze. <laughs> I would like a round of whis- I would like a round of Yamazaki for everybody. Everybody here, and they're like, "Hey, uh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey!" Yeah, on the house. That's all you me. need. That's all you need. Okay, interesting. Interesting. If you're if you're willing to meet people halfway, like regardless of what people will say to you about how reserved Japanese people are, or whatever, they just need alcohol. Or like some common ground or something like that. Like we were in Hiroshima and uh at like a sports bar yeah. for like the Hiroshima Carp like game was on and we wanted to go to the game but it was sold out. We were like flabbergasted. This game was sold out. <laughs> we could not get seats. So you just went to a nearby sports bar and ran into like mm-hmm. some people like and uh uh my buddy that I was with bought a uh, carp cap. I would have bought one, but like mm-hmm. um baseball caps do not fit my uh bulbous mission head. <laughs> just you have to cut it you gotta cut duct tape like three together in some weird shape. Like I've I've literally walked into like um like at Sox Park, like uh-huh. White Sox Park. I've walked into like their 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 main uh baseball hat shop and like the the workers there greet you like they're like hey welcome and, like with a smile and then they're like their their eyes do like the little shift off to my skull and they're like oh <laughs> like oh <laughs> we're gonna have a really, oh <laughs> we're gonna have a really hard time oh. like okay understood <laughs> but, <just> say, oh <laughs> like john wick were like oh they they killed his dog and stole his car Oh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I didn't. I didn't get a cap, but my buddy okay. did, and he's like a, the whitest white guy you'll ever meet. And uh, a bunch of the, a couple of the uh, uh, carp fans just came up to our table and started a conversation. 
Japanese or English? <laughs> number one. Number <laughs> one. Okay, okay. It was Jinglish. Oh, Jinglish. All right. Yeah, he tried his best. He relied on me <laughs> and my limited understanding of Weeb to translate the bits that he couldn't get. I love Jinglish. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I love Konglish too. It's great. Take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, combine it together, you get gibberish. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right. Go do some Mario Kart. No, I go think it. I'm going to go get some Kikatsu. That's okay. always the move. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. I had some sushi um, today. I'll see you later, dude. Nope. Sushi's bad. No, what are you saying? <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> You're wrong, but bye. All right, that was Isaiah. He's right. like doing stuff in Japan, man. Oh, wait, he's typing something. Oh, he says sushi is bad. Don't at me. You gotta add him now. <laughs> Multiple times. I mean, the average sushi is, is is not great, but it's fun. The main thing I thing that I enjoyed most in Japan was probably the ramen and the uh, like Wait. the beef bowls or the pork bowls. Oh, what kind so of ramen though? Miso? No, like the uh, I want to say Kyushu style. What's Kyushu style? Is that like salt based or it's like the, it's soy? Like the, the like the pork like the pork bone broth. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Because I am not a fan of miso ramen. I'm not a fan it's of... It's a lot richer. Uh, yeah, it's a lot richer, a lot saltier, right? A lot, of, lot like... There's like an oil in there, it's fat, right? It's worse for you in every way. It's delicious, <laughs> though. Like, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's got like the... It's uh, um, got like the uh, uh, chasu, like the pork. The uh, fatty pork on the top, right? Like... Yeah. Okay. Now you're talking about so language. Cheap. Every person, every person yeah. I had ever spoken to about Japan was like, oh, it's so expensive there. And I got there. I'm like, it's like $8 for all of this food or like five yeah. bucks. And I'm like, this is actually cheaper than the U.S. to eat a meal. That sounds like Korea. <laughs> Korea's real cheap for food. And you're like, for $8, I could barely get a McDonald's meal, right? Barely at you this point. You can't order from the dollar menu. You know, this yeah. quantity over quality at that point. Like you can get such a great meal for like for like less than eight bucks in Japan. It's it's incredible. Oh, I think the primary like the cost of living, like the housing is probably more expensive, but the food, the food is cheap. Yeah, I guess the housing is the expensive. Yeah, I part. think that's that's where they're that going at with their. I think that I think this is similar with Korea because living space is limited. It's a tiny country. Oh, the Airbnbs are pretty cheap. Like, admittedly, we we looked for cheaper places. Um, That's a pro tip. Some of them, a couple of them, were legit cheap, cheap places. Like, but several of them okay. were yeah. really nice. Mm. Like in Hiroshima, yeah. I don't know if it's just Hiroshima. The housing is cheap as hell, but like, dang, it was like seventy bucks a night total. Split between like you could have split that for, between six people because that was the, that was the size of the place. So What's like ten, like, ten bucks. Per person? Yeah, per night. Holy oh, cow, ridiculous. That's, that's cheap in Japan. Yeah. Whereas, like, in, like, Roppongi, Tokyo, um, for what was literally a repurposed utility closet? Yeah. That's literally what it was, okay? Like, the, the space that you would have your water heater, 
That's where we were sleeping. <laughs> I have one behind me. I know how big it is. You can fit like one person comfortably, maybe yeah, if they're fit, small. We fit two people into this. Holy cow! And had like a kitchen and a bathroom. The bathroom was actually decent, <laughs> but, but that place was like a hundred seventy bucks a night. Wait, uh, Rapongi, is that the shopping district or no? I don't know Japan. Um, I don't want them. Rapongi is, is yeah. both the both the best and worst part of Tokyo. Okay, okay. Like it, gotcha. like it, it was like a really high crime area, and then like it got better, and then it got slightly worse, and then like Roppongi Hills is probably the premium spot in Tokyo. It's where is it like Gangnam in Korea? Are. Like super yeah, bougie? It's like Gangnam, yeah. Okay. Super, like Lambos, Maserati, Holy like cow. all the super hyper luxury cars. Why? You can't, what there. are you gonna do in Japan? You can't really drive around. Yeah, I know. It's Just retarded, look at like, it. <laughs> That's Roppongi Hills, but like Roppongi, okay. Roppongi popular, pop, proper is like yeah. super shady, like, it's almost like a semi-red light district. There's like uh, tons of like strip clubs and okay, stuff like that. Okay. Like lots of Africans uh-huh. <laughs> inviting you into like strip clubs and bars, which you should not do. Top tip, <laughs> if a shady African guy invites you into a bar in Japan, don't follow Interesting. They're there for work though, right? And that's the job they got? That's their job, but like, okay, I a guess good the... portion of those are scam bars. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I remember you mentioned that before. That yeah, sounds like, like, um, I forgot which country is. The Thailand. There's a country where everyone's lying and they'll rip you off unless you know the value of everything. China? Uh, no, not China. No, uh, no, no, it's definitely China. That's China, really. It definitely happens in China all the time. Everyone, if you ever go to China and you're not like yeah. in a super super duper metropolitan upright area, assume that everybody's trying to rip you off. Like the marketplaces, I know you got to haggle, right? That's that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Haggling okay. is a massive thing in China, but in like Korea too. Supermarkets, like the street markets. But like a lot of stuff is like a straight up scam. Mm. Like they'll take you to like a tea ceremony that costs like a thousand dollars U.S. And like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. They're like, oh, Kaijin got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Try exactly. this sushi and it's like not even fish. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like a rat. <laughs> they can't. It's like, why is this sushi? Like, little... even, yeah. even some of the tour groups that go through China that are run by Chinese companies are like shady like that. I don't take you to like. Yeah, it's it's just not it's not the best. I actually don't yeah. like touristy stuff. I like I want to eat the food that regular people eat there, and I just want to talk to some regular folks, see how life is like there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like my favorite part about visiting uh, Japan is just like hanging out with regular folks. A regular like this is where you would go for lunch when exactly. you're like working, yeah. work, working there, living there. Yeah, like, I don't want to do all this tourist, like, that stuff interests me the least, because it's not how regular people there live, and, 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 you know, all the stuff that they do, not even close, and I want to, I want to kind of experience that, regular life, because that's what interests me, I don't know about other people, I don't like my parents, though, they love that touristy stuff, man, <laughs> they love it. Yeah. It's a lot more digestible. It's a lot it easier. It is. You like you don't have to, to talk to anyone. You just like yeah. look at it. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you know things are handed to you bit by bit. The experience itself. Yeah. To to get the local experience, you have to go digging. Yeah. 
you have to put yourself into situations where you're not sure what how it's going to turn out. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. uh, like we walk, like we were just walking down the street. We saw this little like this tiny little sign that said "Bar No Plan." We're like, what? "We don't have any plan." <laughs> okay, well, let's go here. <laughs> All right. And like. There was nobody in there, and the bartender was literally surprised that anybody had walked in. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh, you Fires! <laughs> oh god! Like, what do we do? And that ended up being super fun. I, I think it's more fun with the crowd, though. I feel like if I was by myself, I would not want to do that. Yeah, uh, Japan is a top tip. Yeah. Solo is actually probably a great way to go. Oh, really? It's the cheapest way to go because okay. you can stay at like um, hostels, which <laughs> are actually super duper cheap. Okay. They're, they're super duper cheap. It's like maybe fifty bucks a night, mm. um, or or potentially cheaper depending on where you go. What if you just like um, ask around and do it? Like, hey, uh, can I stay at your place for tonight? <laughs> I mean, you can stay at, like night cafes or just like whatever. But oh, um, okay. like one person, two people, three people is a- actually pushing it mm. because a lot of the restaurants and places like finding seating for three is actually impossible. Really? It's like <laughs> it's actually is it crowded or, or there's no? That. Oh, it's there's just no no seating. Okay. Like there's seating for maybe like ten, fifteen people. I but see. Yeah, it's. Or the other way to do it would be like in a, like a like a family or like a bigger group setting where you're just all like moving as a group. But that 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 presents its own challenges because of what I mentioned. Yeah, I can imagine. Anyway, uh, yeah, this was a pretty fun podcast. I feel like we covered the movie pretty well, and then a broad yeah. range of other bullshit. We did cover Spider-Man and his crappy villains, and we went to talk about <laughs> Japan. It's great. I could probably just literally cut that part out and put it into its own podcast. I won't do that. Well, yeah. can, if, if you're just doing the movie podcast, I'd probably cut that out. And we can focus on like travel and stuff later on at another date. Maybe. You know, I'll toy around with that. I'll see. You know, I'll leave it as is because I feel like the beginning is the most important part. And uh, see if it works better. And... And if I see that people are like tuning out when they hit the travel part, then I'll cut it out. But for now, let's see how it goes. So we should watch Venom. You know? <laughs> I heard it was pretty bad. And um, The one with uh, Bane? Yes, Bane Venom. Tom Hardy. Is it Tom Hardy? I think so. Anyways, let me check out the score real quick. Yeah, I heard it was not... Oh, like, kind of mediocre, I guess. Right there was it? Oh, it's not. It's about snakes. <laughs> I was like, there's a, there was a previous Venom movie? I don't remember this. Uh, 29% critic score, 81% audience score? Are you kidding me? Wow. Wow. 
I mean, it's gonna be better than Suicide Squad, that's for sure. Like, that's a given. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely a given. That's a given. All right, you know what? Let's just call it an end there. We'll... Yeah. We'll wrap up. So that was the end of episode seven. We covered Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, if you want to hear more about that movie, please uh, rewatch the VOD, or you know, I'm gonna upload it to YouTube. The first, let's say, two two and a half hours to talk about that movie. It's great. It's a fantastic movie. Highly recommend checking it out if you have nothing else to watch. Um, fantastic. And then we talked about Spider Man. We talked about Japan. A lot of tangents. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend it. Alright, this was episode 7 of the Pointy Hat cast. Uh, our umbrella is the bad cast. That's like the thing where I'm going to stick all my podcasts in that we're doing right now. Alright, with that, we're signing off. So I'm Sam. Talk to you, Brian, on Twitch. Got co-host Isaiah. He eat it out. He's in Japan right now. We got Barry here. Thanks for having us, guys. Yes, and then with that, we'll see you next week. Stay s- pointy. Yes, our sign off. Stay pointy. <laughs> Stay pointy. Stay everyone. pointy. All right. If you don't catch that reference, you gotta watch that Throw Ragnarok episode. <laughs> all right. With that, we're off. <laughs>